The following is a special sports presentation of UltimateSportsTalk.com. Kiner around the right side to the 25 and the 30, 35, 40. He's got a lane and he's going to go. UltimateSportsTalk.com now presents Roger Bacon Spartans High School Football. This game is being brought to you by Ed Noen McLean, attorneys at 513-381-7333. The Substation 2 in Florence, 859-371-9190. Jason Regelsberger, State Farm Insurance at 513-574-8811. The Lucky Turtle, Frank Cedar, Roger Bacon grad. T-Spot, window 10 and audio, call 513-829-2530. Pioneer Auto Service with Matt Ballmer at 513-851-5131. Borkman Athletics at 513-844-1420. Sunday's Pub, located at 8582 Winston Road. Transform You Fitness, call 513-645-3294. Eric Geiger State Farm Insurance at 513-574-0321. Jake Sweeney Automotive. Ascent Safety Solutions. Game on Sports Bar, located at 5880 Cheviot Road. RJL Insurance. Call 513-322-5637. Stacy Heating and Air. Call Jim at 513-202-0407. And Vonderhart Catering. 513-554-1969. Now let's go to the field for this Roger Bacon Spartans High School football game. From Kalahari Field near Sandusky, Ohio and here on Ohio, good evening everyone and welcome to Roger Bacon High School Football as tonight we have got the Spartans on the road this evening taking on the Huron Tigers from up north near Lake Erie. Good evening everyone, I'm Dave Mitchell, glad to have you along tonight on UltimateSportsTalk.com as always alongside Rob Rickenbaugh and Rob we have got a game that has never been played before between these two ball clubs on the football field, Roger Bacon and the Huron Tigers. First time against Huron, first time I've been to Huron. Uh, beautiful stadium, tough physical team. Uh, first time Roger Bacon has come up here to play this team, and I'm looking forward to, to two contrasting styles. Well, as obviously you can hear, it is very, very windy here tonight at Huron. We are just, I, I'm going to say not even a half a mile from the shores of Lake Erie. And, of course, when that wind starts blustering up on Lake Erie, a lot of things can happen here tonight. So that wind may play a big part in this evening's ball game. Right now the flag is stretched out from east to west here tonight, Rob. So the team that is going to the western side, or I should say the eastern side of the field, heading into that wind is going to have a tough time throwing the football tonight. A little bit of a concern for the Roger Bacon coaches. You're on a team that likes to throw the ball, does it very, very well. Used to playing in this wind, you know, their stadium sits right here, very close, almost right on the lake. Tyler Bullock, on the other hand, has a very big arm, uh, big baseball arm as well, and, and can he adjust to it? Can he make throws that, that it take into account the wind, get the ball into his receiver's hands? It'll, it'll be interesting to see. Also, a chance for some rain right now. I, I think uh, looks like it's going to be dry and, and just overcast, but 
seems to be misinformation uh, maybe about whether or not a storm's coming. Well, let's not even talk about the weather, considering what happened last week when the Roger Bacon game against Western Hills was canceled at halftime with the Spartans on top of things, 27 to nothing. And that was a big, big win by the Spartans heading into this one. It gives them a 2-0 record for the second straight year, Robin. But last year, after they won their first two, they went on a five-game losing streak. So that's what makes tonight's game so important to them. It is. Last year, we, we win the first two. We go over to Indian Hill against a very big, very good, ranked Indian Hill team. Uh, and never could get it going. Corey Kiner gets hurt in the second half, doesn't return, uh, didn't play our best game, and that kind of set us off on, onto the wrong path when we got into that GCL schedule. A little bit different tonight, traveling up here to play a, a Euron team that is GCL tough in, in many ways, uh, but also a chance for them to go on the road, uh, which something Bacon has done historically. You know, we're not afraid to play anybody. We'll go anywhere, anytime, and take somebody on. So to come up here for the first time, you know, at halftime we'll hear from, from Roger Perdrix, and I also talked to Mel Anthony this week about their trip to Massillon in 1960 and kind of the sting that still, despite all their accomplishments, and we're talking about Grey Cups and Rose Bowls and all of these uh, great football accomplishments, the game they want back is that Massillon game. And, and for these Spartans, it's a chance tonight for them to go away with a good feeling. Well, the Spartans are in their white uniforms tonight. This is the game that the Spartans gave up a home game for at Bron Bezovich Stadium. Both these teams were looking for a third game, and they found each other. Not sure how, maybe on a Craigslist. Nobody seems to know, but and we don't even know if this is a home-and-home home series next year. Doubtful. I think this is a one-and-out thing. One-and-out. Great opportunity, though, to come up here and play a team for a change, right? And Roger Bacon, as evidenced by some of the shifts that will happen next year, has struggled to find schools that are like-sized, that play really good football, GCL-quality football, equivalent number of kids, where both teams have a a good opportunity to come out and really compete at a high level. And and Euron has provided that. It also, again, has given Roger Bacon a chance to do something they haven't done in about 15 years, which is to go on a long road trip and show another part of Ohio what Roger Bacon's all about. Rob, the, the offense really has grabbed the headlines for the Spartans this year, obviously with Corey Kiner leading the way from the running back position. But when you look at the first two ball games, that defense has been dominating, giving up only seven points in the first six quarters of action. Right. Seven points, first uh, six quarters, a lot of more athleticism. You know, I talked to Dave Kathman. You'll hear from him in a little bit. Uh, he's a linebacker's coach. He was has been here all four years of the Mike Blatt era. Uh, talked a little bit with him about what Coach Sheehan has brought, and it's it's not so much scheme that's been the difference as it's been attitude. Uh, going back to this great offseason of kids really busting butt in the weight room, getting stronger, getting more athletic. Uh, they certainly have more size than they've ever had on, uh, at least the last 10 years on the defensive line with guys like Noah Miller and Tebby, James Thompson. Uh, Nate Stark is much bigger. You throw Michael Carson in there, who's a big physical linebacker. you got a kid like Brandon Tumlin coming in. Uh, this is a different defense than Roger Bacon has had in a long time. And as you said, there's been a lot of changes on that defensive side. One of the changes was moving junior Ryan Blout, the coach's son, from free safety, from cornerback last year to free safety this year. And Rob spoke with Ryan about the new defense and his switch. Ryan, as we just started to talk a little bit, uh, you know, your parents both went here, your uncles went here, your dad's been hanging around here since the early 70s when he was a little kid. Uh, as you were moving through the season, uh, a very successful one so far, uh, tell us what it's like to play for your dad here at Roger Bacon. Um, playing for my dad here at Roger Bacon, it's it's been my dream all life. I mean, 10 years ago, he took a job as an O coordinator. And so my whole life growing up, I was looking forward to playing for him. And 
always waiting to start for Bacon. And now I'm, it's my second year as a starter, and it's been my dream my whole life. Uh, you guys have a big road test coming up this week against Huron, probably as far as Roger Bacon's played or gone to play a football game in a long time against a really good team. Uh, tell us how you guys are kind of taking the preparation, especially coming off two big wins. The coaching staff is really on top of it the whole week. Last week and this week starting out, they have just been honest about staying focused and that we can't take Huron lightly at all. Uh, probably a kid out there, eighth grader, thinking about where he wants to go to high school. Uh, tell us quickly why they, that kid should come to Roger Bacon. I think people should come to Roger Bacon because it's a family here. It's not like any other schools where it's a bunch of cliques and people don't get along. Everyone here at Bacon gets along, and we're just one big family. You know, obviously one of the reasons that Ryan Blout was switched to the free safety position, he's grown up in football. He's been around Mike all his life, the head coach. He understands the game. He can really act as another coach out on the field from that free safety position because he sees a lot. He is. That's one of the reasons why he was a very, very good grade school quarterback is because he understood the game at a high level from an early age. As Coach Watkins has stated, he's clearly one of the smartest kids he's ever coached on defense. Having him at that free safety spot allows him to be the quarterback for the defense, get kids in the right places. As we've seen a couple times already in just six quarters, uh, had a chance at interception last week, has been in on some big breakups, and also since he's added some size, uh, gotten taller than his dad, as we like to uh, remind Mike, uh, he's not afraid to come up and make a tackle. <laughs> well, in the first two ball games, the Spartans have had to go with an offensive line that has put players in positions that they weren't supposed to be at. The good news is, it appears that Gunnar Ludwig is going to be back at center tonight. He's missed the first two ball games. Right. I think he should be back tonight. And what we hope that clears up is, you know, we saw the first six quarters of this season, some troubles with the, the snap. And Tyler Bullock having to go down and get that ball and come back up and then redirect his eyes again to kind of get a read on the defense. Hopefully Ludwig back clears that up. It also extends the rotation on both sides of the ball, uh, gives a guy like Tebby a chance to maybe rotate in an extra series on defense. And when you could put a 280-pounder out there, good things happen. Alan, one of the mainstays of that offensive line has been left tackle Dylan Polk, and he spoke with Rob about the evolution of the line. I feel like we're great. I've seen improvement in all of them. Um, so, like, knowing we have a sophomore starting, this is his first year offensive line, and he's doing great right now. And then we have the rest juniors, I believe, yes. And it's just really, it's just, it's, the improvement's wowing. Like, I'm just really, it's crazy. Uh, you guys have been missing Gunnar Ludwig, Ludwig actually, the past couple weeks. Um, tell me how that's affected the line and what you guys have done to kind of compensate for that. Uh, it affects the line by it makes us more it makes more people go both ways. Um, so that means like me and James would have to like rotate in on defense as well instead of um, no one being at tackle and Gunner being at center. So we would just have to rotate in on defense more often than we would have to if we had Gunner. Uh, certainly, I know Coach Haneke, Coach Sunderman are great offensive line coaches. But one of the things we've talked about, uh, have, having talked to Coach Tentman last week, is really where the improvement of the team has come is from the conditioning program and, and the changes you guys have made physically from, you know, maybe not being as strong and athletic to guys who are really ready to go play football on Friday night. Tell me about that process for you. It's tough. Like the conditioning, it's hard, and you just got to stick to it. Like it's gonna, it's gonna get you right. And then the liftings, the liftings, it's it's a tough lift. I mean, you just got to be willing to stick to it, and you're going to get stronger and faster. And then all the stretching, it really helps, too, because you got to be flexible to do most things. 
Uh, and, of course, that's turned you into a college prospect and a guy who's going to play football on Saturdays. Of course, you get it done in the classroom, too, like all your teammates do and students here at Roger Bacon. Uh, we talked a little bit before we started here about why you chose Roger Bacon coming from St. Gabriel. Uh, share with the audience again uh, why you chose Bacon and what's so special about it. I chose Bacon because I, when I shadowed here, I felt like a home. Like, I won't get, like, St. Gabriel's a smaller Catholic school, and I shadowed Bacon. It's like, this is a small Catholic school. It, everyone's, like, friendly, and the principal's super cool. And I just felt at home already, like, when I shadowed. Dylan Polk before tonight's football game between Roger Bacon and the Huron Tigers. This is just a gorgeous stadium that the Tigers have. They host a lot of playoff games up here in northern Ohio, and it's because of the quality of the stadium. It probably holds about 3,000, maybe 3,500. They've got bleachers on both sides. But like I said, this is a stadium that is snuggled in probably about a half a mile from the shore of Lake Erie. So the wind really cuts through here almost like a knife. It's coming in to our right, Rob, but it's going to be right in the face of any team that is going from left to right across the computer screen. It's swirling, and that's why I say what will be so interesting is uh, how both quarterbacks play in this wind. I know Roger Bacon can run the football with Corey Kiner in any conditions, Will the year-on quarterback be a little bit more accustomed to, to playing and learning how to adjust his throws based on the wind? Uh, will Tyler Bullock struggle, or can his arm strength, which is significant, uh, overcome it? It'll be an interesting to see early on how that plays out. Well, the Tigers started out their season with a win at home, 31-7 to over Sandusky Perkins. Then last Friday night, they lost on the road at Sandusky, 35-7. to Terrion Stewart for Sandusky had 303 yards rushing and five TDs, including a 94-yard burst on the streak's second possession to lead Sandusky. And I was told by a couple of the people up here in the press box that if Corey Kiner is anywhere near the back that Terrion Stewart is, they're in trouble. Well, I've not seen Terry and Stewart play, but I know that Corey Kiner, from what national experts will tell you, is one of the best running backs in the state of Ohio, if not the U.S., especially for a kid who uh, just turned 16. So it'll be interesting to see. I talked with Coach Henneke's right before the get, we got up here to, to broadcast, and he really put the challenge on the offensive line tonight, knowing that they're going to have to be physical. Uh, we saw them p- get physical against Reading. We saw them have to battle a smaller but very, very athletic and quick team against West High. Maybe had taken them for granted a little bit, Coach Hendickey's thought, uh, but certainly by the time they were ready to kind of go out there and, and get physical, Corey had a little more daylight. No secret to you and me, the key to this game is going to be able to get Kiner going, uh, and that kind of falls back to Dylan Polk in that offensive line. Well, under third-year head coach Sam Holler, the Tigers have not had a winning season in these three years. He's a graduate of Huron High School and Ashland University. He's also just the third head coach at Huron since 1966. That is 52 years ago. He follows Tony Manufo, who went 153-64-7 in a 22-year high school Hall of Fame career. Then Tony Legando, who went 211-99 and over the next 28 seasons with 14 state playoff appearances and a state runner-up trophy in 1992. Meanwhile, on the other sideline will be Mike Blout, the fourth-year head coach of Roger Bacon. His record, 12 wins against 20 defeats. This is the first ever meeting between these two ball clubs, and it will get underway in about 15 minutes. I'm Dave Mitchell with Rob Rickenbaugh. We'll be back with more of our pregame show after this. These days, the concept of value matters more than ever. 
and you'd be hard-pressed to find a better value than high school sports. Extracurricular activities, including sports, make up about 2% of the budget for a typical Ohio high school. In return, participation in sports promotes citizenship and sportsmanship. Sports also instill a sense of community pride and teach lifelong lessons about cooperation and self-discipline. They encourage physical fitness. They produce community leaders. By offering so many benefits to the community for such a small percentage of a school's overall budget, it's easy to see why high school sports are one of the best bargains around. The real cost would come from not having them at all. High school sports, a winning part of a complete education. This message presented by the Ohio High School Athletic Association and the Ohio Interscholastic Athletic Administrators Association. Well, back here at Huron High School. Good evening, everyone. I'm Dave Mitchell, along with Rob Rickenbaugh. We're minutes before tonight's Roger Bacon Spartans at 2-0, taking on the Huron Tigers at 1-1 on the season. Our next broadcast game will be tomorrow evening, and that will be at 6 o'clock from down in Kentucky. Yep, we're making the drive all the way down to southern Kentucky to take on Moorhead State tomorrow night as the Lions are 1-0 after their big victory over Capitol last weekend. They'll be on the road for the first time, and we'll be on the air with Lion Rewind at 5 o'clock, pregame show at 5.30, and the kickoff will be at 6 tomorrow night. And then next week, Roger Bacon is playing Alter. That game is going to be at Fairmont High School next week, and that will begin at 7 o'clock. Of course, we'll have... Spartan Rewind coming up at 6 o'clock in the pregame at 6.30. Last week in the GCL co-ed divisions, Alter defeated Marshall 61-6. to It was Chaminade Julien over Woodward 41-19. to Baden hammered Talawanda 38-7. to Carroll edged Beaver Creek 25-24. to McNick got by Norwood by a TD 14-7. Fenwick over Belmont 30-16. to And Purcell Marion defeated Schroeder by the score of 35 35- to 13. So, if you take a look at the northern division of the GCL, they've got three 2 and 0 teams: Carroll, Chaminade, Julian, and Fenwick. Alter is one and one. And in the central division, it is Roger Bacon, Purcell, and Baden, each at two and zero. And McNick is at one and one in the GCL central. Now. In tonight's schedule around the league, Alter is at Centerville. Clinton Massey will be at Fenwick. McNick goes to Taft. Baden will be at Edgewood. Bethel Tate goes to Purcell Marion. And Washington Community High School in Indiana will be at Carroll. Well, we spoke, Rob, about the defensive improvements this season, during the offseason for the Spartans this year. Meanwhile, the offense has done the same thing, and senior wide receiver Zach Kappel spoke about the strides the Spartans have made on both sides of the football. For defense especially, it's been a lot of help with our new uh, defense coordinator with all the different coverages and stunts that we're doing up front. And then uh, our linebacker coach, Solomon Temin, he's been really helpful with the inside backers on reading the right guys and getting the right technique to take on blockers and get off blocks. Uh, it looked like one area where I saw a lot of improvement the first couple games is defensive line. Uh, you guys got gashed in some games last year. Uh, even though Redding and West High may not be GCL-level opponents, uh, your defensive line, I thought, played outstanding against a pretty quick Western High, West High team. Uh, talk about how they've developed and how that helped you as a linebacker. Uh, we have really good defensive linemen, and we have rotators, so we have the starters, and the next series – we have the rotators going, so they get a good amount of break time. 
So it helps us to have fresh guys in there when us linebackers need to take on the block so they can take up their guys so we get free to make tackles. Uh, only got eight games left in your Roger Bacon career. Uh, any anxiety at all about those games left? Does it still seem far away, or do you feel like it's uh, kind of slipping by pretty quickly? I feel like it's slipping by really fast. Uh, I got to take every game like it's my last game that I'm ever going to play uh, in general and see it coming to an end. It gets emotional at times because it's your senior year coming down to the end. You got to make plans for the future. You can't, don't have to report. You can't uh, rely on anyone else. It's just coming quickly. Zach Cappell before tonight's football game between Roger Bacon and Huron here tonight. And as we take a look at the injury report for this evening's ball game, really nobody injured for the Spartans. Gunner Ludwig will be back in the lineup tonight. No injuries. Uh, a couple kids who uh, had the. The cold bug bite them earlier in the week, but uh, clean bill of health otherwise for the Spartans. We'll be back to match up tonight's game between Huron 1-1 and Roger Bacon 2-0 after this. The college football season continues Saturday night. The Mount St. Joseph Lions hit the road for the first time this season, and it's not an easy one. The Lions are at Division I Moorhead State in Kentucky. This game will be a test for the experienced Lions as they head into the Heartland Conference play the following week. I'm Dave Mitchell. Join Blake Watson and I with the action from Moorhead Saturday night, beginning with Lions Rewind at 5, the pregame show at 5.30, and the kickoff at 6. Mount St. Joseph plays at Moorhead State Saturday night at 5 on UltimateSportsTalk.com. The year was 1907. The Cubs won the World Series and the Ford Model R hit the assembly line. While here in Ohio, school administrators came together to form the Ohio High School Athletic Association. One thing that hasn't changed since 1907 is the dedication of the OHSAA to education-based athletics in Ohio. School sports teach responsibility, sportsmanship, and life lessons that stay with students long after their playing days are over. The OHSAA seeks to prepare students not for the next level of sport, but for the next level of life. And here we are back at Huron High School just minutes before tonight's football game between Roger Bacon and the Huron Tigers. Rob, this one should be a good one. You know, if you look at this this uh, schedule, and before we do that, let's pause right now for our national anthem brought to you by the Huron Marching Band. Actually, a little miscommunication there. This is the alma mater for Huron. So we'll take a look at what's going on with Roger Bacon here tonight. After the first two games, the Spartans are second in the league in scoring with 81 points on the year, right behind Chaminade Julian at 83. But defensively, Bacon has given up only seven points on the season. Corey Kiner right now leads the league in rushing with 293 yards, while Tyler Bullock is fourth in the conference in passing with three touchdowns and one interception, completing 12 of 23 on the year for 235 yards, and he's had his choice of five receivers to throw at this year. Wide receiver coach Slayton Brummett talks about his handling of a group of wide receivers that has so much talent. Wide receiver is one of the positions on this team that seems to have the most depth uh, and variety and guys making plays. It might be Tumlin, it might be Edmondson, it might be Bird, it might be Cappell, it might be Kuhlman, of course. Uh, tell us about the depth of that position and how those guys have kind of come along since last year. We're very deep this year. We have 
the new addition in Tumlin, like you mentioned, uh, definitely helps us be more diverse. We need to work on our blocking. That was big last week. Could have had a lot more rushing yards. We need to finish blocks. We need to play to the whistle. But in terms of making plays, you're right. Coleman's a D1 wide receiver. We got speed with Tumlin and Zuri in the slot. We're looking really good this year. Yep, uh, and it, it seems like one of the things that, that has helped is uh, taking some of the pressure off Corey Kiner and the nine guys in the box. And the more you guys have been able to kind of run the jet sweeps or get the balls out on the outs or, or just some of those crossing patterns allows a little bit less pressure. Uh, do you see the same thing from your side of the field? Yes, most definitely. The speed more than anything. You know, playing in the Catholic League, the speed really helps us having it on the edge, getting the edge. Coleman, Zuri, Tumlin, speed really helps, yes. Uh, your legacy here. Uh, so I interviewed your grandpa for halftime this week. Uh, you had a great career here, too. Uh, your mom went here. Your mom now watches over my daughter, who is a freshman here, uh, which is what makes Bacon so great is are those legacy things. Uh, I've known your dad almost my whole or grandpa almost my whole life. Uh, super guy. Uh, tell us your thoughts about playing here, being a coach here in the shadow of the Hall of Famer, Roger Perdix. Yeah, I mean, I don't know if you know this or not. My first name is Roger, so I'm named after him. Yeah, so yeah. I had a lot to live up to. Hopefully I... Hopefully I did my job in doing so. But, yeah, ever since I was little hearing stories about my grandpa and my Uncle Mitch playing basketball here, I always dreamed of being a Spartan in my career here. I just hope I made the best of it, and that's why I wanted to come back and coach, continue the legacy, and keep the family tradition going. Well, he's got a lot of receivers to work with this year on the Roger Bacon squad, Rob. Yeah, they do. Uh, you know, we interviewed Zach Cappell tonight. Zach Cappell was the third receiver last year. I don't know he's been looked at yet. This season, because you have guys like Tumlin, Edmonton, who's really come on, Zach Kuhlman, of course, the D1 recruit, uh, just a, Luke Bird making big plays. He's had a, a huge game against Reading. So a lot to work with, a lot of variety of guys who can do different things, but always a guy you can count on to make a big play when you need it, and Bullock looks their way. You know, things have come easy for Roger Bacon so far this season in the first six quarters. We'd say six because last, year, last week's two quarters were canceled against Western Hills. They've come easy. This team has got to figure out how to react in a game that's close. I thought they had a little adversity last week where they, they showed something. I don't think they were anticipating Western Hills to give them as much trouble as they did. Uh, certainly faced a very, very quick team. I don't know that they will face a team that had as much just pure quickness and athleticism as they did Western Hills. Not necessarily great skill, great football, but very, very quick, especially at the offensive line position where you had to compensate. Or a guy like Kuhlman that was trying to get open against a kid who maybe was faster than him for a change. So I think tonight as you go back to a team that kind of has some more balanced athleticism that compares to Roger Bacon, we get back to football uh, and kids who can now just go out and play the game and maybe react more appropriately. Here on one and one coming into this game, they were five and five last year. They play out of the Sandusky Bay Conference in the Bay Division. Under head coach Sam Holer in his third year, nine wins against 13 losses. They are one and zero here at Kalahari Field, but they are zero and one on the road. They return senior quarterback Drew Starrett. The Tigers have 21 seniors on their roster and eight senior starters on offense and defense. So while Starrett leads the offense, the Tigers' defense is keyed by returning all-conference linebackers Nate Elder and Jack Martin. And Nate Elder is going to be one of the running backs that we see here tonight. Joey Brown also returns at the running back position. And the Tigers have three returning starters in their defensive backfield. So throwing the football tonight, not only with the win, but against that experienced defensive backfield Four Huron may be difficult tonight. Huron's Casey Scroggins caught five passes for 60 yards in last week's loss. They all came in the first half when Sandusky turned up the heat at halftime. 
Starrett was only 11 of 31 passing last week and was picked off four times. They are averaging 19 points a game and giving up 21. I'm Dave Mitchell with Rob Rickenbaugh. We'll be back with the kickoff of tonight's game up near Lake Erie at Kalahari Field in Huron, Ohio. We'll be back right after this. When a challenge rises up, do we let it stand in our way or go the distance to overcome it? I didn't want to stay at the bottom, but after I was shot four times in Afghanistan, I was told I'd never walk again or have feeling below my waist. If I even survived, I felt paralyzed physically and mentally. There were many times where I took two steps forward only to be knocked back five. When I struggled to get up my hill, depression and thoughts of suicide threatened to keep me down forever. My wife and healthcare providers were there to catch me and push me forward. I learned that psychological care is key to recovery from both physical and invisible wounds. It's been more than two years and my journey is still ongoing, but I know I won't quit. Decide now that I can, I will take the first step. Reaching out is a sign of strength. Visit RealWarriors.net or call 800-874-2273. We have learned that one in five teens abuse prescription medications not prescribed to them that can lead to serious addictions. This is Governor John Kasich. Drugs are destroying our communities and taking futures away from our young people. That is why safety partners like the Ohio State Highway Patrol and the Ohio National Guard have joined forces to give our young folks Five Minutes for Life, a program dedicated to reducing drug use among Ohio teens. Learn more about the program at Facebook.com slash Five Minutes for Life. Well, the Huron Tigers come out to take the field here at Kalahari Field. I'm Dave Mitchell with Rob Rickenbaugh. Good to have you along tonight on UltimateSportsTalk.com. This one should be a good one, Rob. It should be. Uh, Roger Bacon's going to be challenged in a way they haven't been challenged yet. This is a GCL quality opponent. They're going to have to play their best football game, be very disciplined. Everything they've been coached up until this point, they're going to have to execute very, very well to get out of Huron with a victory. And we'll see just uh, what is going to happen. We didn't catch the coin flip to begin the football game, so we'll see who's going to actually receive and kick off. This win, though, is really going to wreak havoc against both ball clubs. We are at the north end of the field, Lake Erie right behind us, so we're shielded somewhat from the weather. That's that's Oh, there it is. There's the lake. Okay, we're at the south end of the field, actually. So, if I can get my compass straight here. Hey, where are you from? Where are you from? L- looking out at the lake, boy, I'll tell you what, it looks nice out there, but boy, it's overcast here and the wind is blowing out to the west. Unbelievable facility, great high schools, great atmosphere, couldn't ask, great weather. Yeah. This is, this is football in September and in not Ohio. A, not a bad crowd has reached up here to Huron from Roger Bacon down in Cincinnati. They drove the four hours to get up here and see tonight's ball game here at Kalahari Field. And for some of my friends who didn't make it, Hong and Brandon DeBault, Eric and Kelly Shulkers, my kids, of course, Jake, uh, Ellie, my wife, Carrie, Brady Quinn, uh, didn't make it up. Larry Babel, still moving out of the hospital this week. Uh, hope they're all listening and uh, will enjoy the game tonight. Roger Bacon is adorned in their white road uniforms with brown numerals and trim white helmets here on in their home red jerseys with white numerals white pants and the red helmets with white numerals on the side 
Huron is going to receive the opening kickoff. Roger Bacon will be kicking off from right to left across your computer screen as we get this thing underway tonight from near Cleveland, Ohio, on Lake Erie. Back set to return the football. Corey Williams is the deep back. Casey Scroggins to his right and to his left is Joe Wallace. And again, the squib kick by Zach Kappel, and it goes out of bounds. That's the first time that's happened this year, Rob. The kick went right out of bounds. Got a little bounce. I thought it might take that bird hook back to the inside. This one rolls out. They're going to start from a good field position. They're going to get the ball right at the 35-yard line. That's where Huron will start. And they will go with Drew Sterrett, who was... 11 for 33 last week passing against Sandusky in that loss. Starrett, number 11, and he is a 6'1", 165-pound senior. He will have Joey Brown, number 17, and Nate Elder, number 39, right behind him. Joey Brown, we expect to get a lot of the carries. In the backfield is Joey Brown. Now they're out of the pistol as Starrett drops back. They're going to move in motion. A man to the near side, Corey Williams, and the side judge is going to call an offensive illegal procedure penalty against Huron. So they'll be marked back five yards to the 30 and bring up first and 15. It looked like the center and the guard jumped a little bit there. A little over-rambunctious to get the game going. Your officials for tonight's ball game: John Blessing is the head referee. Chris Milkanowitz, Mark Cruzel, Dan Miller, and Matt Meredith are the four other officials for tonight's ball game. So on first and 15 from the 30-yard line, here I'm going from left to right. Starrett moves Williams in motion to the near side. Again, ball in the far hash mark. Hand off to Brown. Brown off left tackle. He's going to be stacked up at the 33, but continues to move his legs out to the 34-yard line for a gain of four, and it'll bring up second and 11. Nice run. It got met with contact there initially, but fought through it and uh, made a four-yard gain out of what looked like it might be a stop for no gain. James Thompson with the tackle credit here. Second down 11 from the 34-yard line. Now out of the straight shotgun, Starrett with trips out to the near side. Dual receivers out to the far side. Drops straight back, looks to his left. Now looks over the middle, and it is incomplete. Throw it behind the intended receiver, Drew Wenis. A little bit behind him, and I think the wind took that one a little bit. Looks like it fluttered a little bit right as it got close to the receiver. Here on going right into the teeth of that wind. Your wide receivers are number four, Corey Williams. Casey Scroggins, number six. Drew Wenis, number 14. And Jimmy Harkelrode is number 18 when they go with that four-receiver set. And this will be an interesting play for the the Steve Sheehan defense. See if we can dial up some pressure. Receivers out wide on both sides. Brown in the backfield, dropping straight back to Starrett on third and 11. He's going to throw it deep down the middle, and it is incomplete. Went right through the hands of Casey Scroggins, the intended senior receiver. Good coverage by the Spartans, and it will bring up fourth and 11. Punting time for the Tigers. Great play, threw into uh, around three Spartans surrounding that receiver, able to break it up, and uh, we're going to get the ball back. Joey Brown will come in to punt the football away. Brown, the running back, also doubles as the punter. He's a junior, six foot, 205 pounder. He's going to punt the ball away from about his own 23-yard line. And back set to return is Lackey and 
Coleman, and it's going to hit short at about the 38-yard line of Roger Bacon, and it will be downed at the 35-yard line. That's going to be a 27-yard punt by Brown, and the Spartans will take it over first and 10, and now they'll spot it at the 37-yard line. This is a night especially on special teams. Everyone's going to have to kind of be on point as you see that ball in the wind kind of hover around and bounce in directions you're not used to. Spartans will be going with the wind right now, and again, they start out in the pistol. Kiner to the right of Bullock. Receivers out wide on both sides. Ball in the far hash mark. Feigned handoff. Throw out into the flat, and it's complete to Lackey at the 40, across the 40, out to the 43-yard line. Gain of six on the can, on the pass completion from Bullock to Lackey, and it brings up second down and four. Good play call. You know, I talked to Coach Hennigies before the game. He thought the snap had a big factor as far as some of the decisions Bullock had been making. Made a great decision there to get the ball outside the Lackey. Second down, four yards to go. Ball resting just shy of the 43-yard line. Out of the pistol. Bullock is going to throw it out in the flat, and it is complete on the play. And it goes to Tumlin, and Tumlin across midfield. He's got it in two here on territory at the 48-yard line. So another completion from Bullock this time to Tumlin, and it's a first down at the Huron 48. Number nine, Caden Monak for Huron makes a great shoelace tackle, or else I think Tumlin takes that for at least another 10 yards. Bird out wide right, lackey slot right, two receivers to the near side. Now moving in motion is Tumlin, handoff to Kiner. He gets his first carry of the night. No, keeper. check it, it's a keeper. Nice fake by Bullock, and he gets thrown out of bounds at about the 40-yard line. So a gain of seven on the play for Bullock, and it brings up second down and three. That was a nice fake by Tyler. Really good fake, really good play call when everybody is expecting the ball to go to Kiner's hands on the third play of the game, and uh, you go the quarterback keeper to the short side of the field, and a uh, seven-yard gain. Second down, three yards to go from the Huron 41. Kiner to the left of Bullock, ball in the near hash mark. 9.40 and running. Bullock's going to throw it out in the flat, and it is complete again to Tumlin. Tumlin inside the 35 and brought down at the 32-yard line. Bullock is on fire right now. Three for three, another completion this time to Tumlin, down to the 32, and another first down for the Spartans. Safe passes to the outside on a windy night. Get the ball in the hands of your playmakers and let something good happen. First and ten for Roger Bacon. Ball at the 32-yard line. Bullock out of the pistol with Kiner to his right. Kiner with the first carry of the night right up the middle across the 30, down to the 29. It's a gain of three for on the first carry of the night for Corey Kiner. It'll be interesting. I think one of the strengths of this defense is the physicality of the D-line. Uh, very good and physical, not as quick as West High. I'm not sure that getting Kiner outside to the edges uh, isn't the way that he'll ultimately have a lot of success. Tyler Bullock looking over to the sideline for the play call from head coach Mike Blout. Took a long time to get that play in. Play clock down to six. Bullock looking things over. He's going to put Lackey in motion. Hand off to Jet. Off the Jet on the counter to Kiner. Kiner takes it inside the 30 down to the 32-yard line. Another three-yard gain, and it will bring up third down and about four yards, make it about five yards to go. Yeah, and the Euron defense king on Kiner, no secret. Uh, we heard even for the barmaid. Over here at the bowling alley, I heard about Corey Kiner uh, prior to the game, so uh, going to have to mix things up tonight to have success against this Euron team. She is well informed in between frames. Spread formation, dropping back Bullock on third and five. He's going to throw it in the flat, complete in the play, down to the 15-yard line. 
Looks like that went to Kuhlman, and it did. Down to the 15-yard line, another completion, and another first down for the Spartans, and they're going with the passing attack tonight. And this looks like the Tyler Bullock we saw against Redding. Last week, a little tentative. Some of the mistakes that haunted him as a sophomore came out. Uh, from rushing passes to overthrowing guys to having the fumble on the quarterback keeper. Looks confident tonight. Patient, uh, letting that one set up to Kuhlman and delivering the ball. Tumlin and Kuhlman out to the near side. Ball on the near hash mark. Kiner to the left of Bullock. Moving in motion is Lackey. Fake jet. Bullock's going to run it off the right-hand side. The option. He's going to cut it down to the 10. Five-yard gain for Bullock. And it'll bring up second down and five at the 10-yard line of Huron. Clock continues to run with 7.45 remaining. Not a bad play for Bullock. Uh, if no one's out there and no one was, I think the best option is to give it to Kiner on the pitch, but still a positive gain and uh, moving in the right direction. Lackey out wide right. Tumlin and Kuhlman out to the near side. Hand off to Kiner right up the middle. Now cuts to the left inside the 10. Down to the 7. That's a gain of 4 for Corey. And it will bring up third down and two. And again, we, we've seen Corey run the ball three times now, and as well as the option play that Bullock had to the outside. That defense very focused on protecting kind of the box. Uh, the more we can get the ball outside, take advantage of our speed, I think the better off we're going to be. Ball in the far hash mark, 6.59 and running. Left to go in this first quarter, no score. Lackey moving in motion. He gets it on the jet around the left-hand side. Cuts it to the five. Tumlin. That's Tumlin, excuse me. And he takes it inside the five down to the four. It's a gain of three on the play. And it's another first down for the Spartans. And it's first and goal at the four of Huron. Tumlin with his first carry of the night. Now let's see if the Spartans could take advantage of this great field position. This is where I wouldn't mind seeing an out route. It's one of these quick receivers. Four yards, touchdown. Bullock. Hand off to Kiner, off the right side, going to cut back to the left side, dives into the end zone. Is he in, or did they call him down just shy of the end zone? We'll go to instant replay. We have got no official signals as of yet, and they're going to confer right at the goal line, and let's see what they're going to call. The umpire's got the football. They're going to say it is... I get Well, Roger Bates is saying it's a touchdown. Now the officials call it a touchdown. That is the longest wait you've ever had for a touchdown signal in the history of the OHSAA. Well, it is when you saw it from the press box. So I don't know what they were looking at. But we get the six points. Uh, let's see if we can convert the uh, extra point. Put us up seven. Ryan Blout is the holder. Bird to attempt the extra point. And the play clock just ran out, but a lot of that had to do with the officials talking things over. They won't call, throw the flag, and the kick is up. And the kick is good. 6.19 left to go in the first quarter to play from here on. Your score, Roger Bacon 7 and the Tigers nothing. Do you hate that feeling when you get in your car and the sun hits you directly in the eyes? Call T-Spot Window Tinting and Audio at 4671 Industry Drive in Fairfield. And if your audio system makes you feel sad and grumpy, T-Spot can set you up nicely with a new system that puts you in the middle of the music. Call 513-829-2530. T-Spot Window Tinting and Audio has a vast depth of knowledge and provides genuine, reasonable, meticulous work. Let us help. T-Spot Window Tinting and Audio at 4671 Industry Drive in Fairfield. Call 513-829-2530. 
Spartan fans, do you need legal help? Someone you can trust with years of experience? Don't wait any longer. Pick up the phone and call Ed Nolan McLeod. With 35 years of collection law experience in both Ohio and Kentucky, Nolan McLeod have handled all types of collection matters, including consumer, retail, and commercial claims. If you need help with your past due accounts, utilize a local attorney with the ability to collect your money. Then call Noah McLeod at 513-381-7333. Put the odds in your favor. Noah McLeod, a strong supporter of Roger Bacon Athletics. Well, the wind did not bother the Spartans as they were going with the wind. They take it all the way down the field and score going up 7 to nothing. And now Bird again with a pooch kick up the field. And it will be taken in by one of the upbacks right at the 33-yard line. And that is taken in by Christian Caparini. Caparini, a junior, 5'9", 160-pounder. And he takes it in, and that is where Huron will start first and 10 from their own 32. Roger Bacon again content to keep the ball away from the returners, push it down the middle, let one of the upbacks get it, and put them at the 30 and see what they can do. Drew Sterrett will come out for the second time tonight for the Tigers, this time down 7 to nothing. 6.16 remaining to go in the first quarter of play. Starrett has got Brown to the right of him out of the pistol. Ball in the far hash mark trips to the near side. Starrett, fake handoff, looks to the left. He's going to throw the fade up the field, and it's incomplete. Nice defensive play out there by the cornerback, Rennell Lackey. Dropping six in the coverage, not getting a whole lot of pressure. Quarterback overthrows it. It'll be interesting to see if Sheehan doesn't make some adjustments. I know we're worried about the quality of his receivers and this quarterback's ability to throw it around, but uh, without a little bit of pressure, don't want to give him too much time to get comfortable and just be able to start delivering that ball. Second down, 10 yards to go from their own 32. Starrett with Brown to the left of him. Dual receivers out wide on both sides. Hand off up the middle to Brown. Brown's going to take it out to the 33, and he's going to be gang-tackled and brought down right at the line of scrimmage, led by outside linebacker Mikel Carson. I talked with Coach Kyle Monahan before the game, and and he was kind of boasting about this being the, the biggest, most physical defensive line they've had in a long time. We saw that with only seven points the first two games. Euron might struggle to run the ball against this big physical front. Ball to 33, third and nine. 5.39 remaining to go in the first quarter. It's 7-0, Roger Bacon. Starrett with Brown to the right of him. Moving in motion to the near side is Bruce Valviera. And the throw out in the flat complete to Valviera at the 40. He's going to be brought down at the 41-yard line. He's just close a to a first down, but he may be just shy. Well, they gave him a generous spot. Boy, they did. right at. Boy, I'll tell you what. If he can see that's a first down from all the way across the field from there, that guy's got better eyesight than anybody in the world. But he couldn't see the touchdown. <laughs> Holy cow. Can't see a guy and then they spotted it just shy of the 42. He had to be at the 42. Okay, it's a first down on the first completion of the night for Starrett. First and ten from the 42-yard line. Starrett now in the backfield is Nate Elder. Elder's going to get the call. He takes it right up the middle, and he's going to be brought down at the 44-yard line. Gain of two on the play for Elder. Zach Cappell, the first one through there to kind of put the hit and slow him down, and then his boy's there to clean it up. Second down, eight yards to go. Ball with the nose of the football just resting at the 44-yard line. 4.44 left to go in the first quarter. So the fours are wild here in the first quarter. Trips out to the far side. Shotgun formation for Starrett. 
Dual receivers out to the near side. Starrett looks to the left. He's going to throw it out to the left, and it is incomplete. Boy, what a great defensive play by number 15 for Roger Bacon, that being Zach Cappell. We talked to him before the game. You did, Rob, and that was an outstanding play from his defensive back position. One of the benefits of Bacon's defensive backfield, currently guys out there like Cappell and Coleman, is they're receivers, and they understand routes. And he jumped that one perfectly. So the ball resting at the 44-yard line on third down, eight yards to go. Starrett moves a man in motion to the far side. That's Scroggins. Starrett is going to throw it out in the flat, complete to Scroggins at the 47 across midfield. He's going to be run out of bounds just for the first down at the 47 of Roger Roger Bacon. Bacon. Very similar to play to what we saw them pick up the last time, which is run that guy across the field, run him out into the flat on the opposite side, and then make a nice, easy pass to him in the flat and give him a chance to pick up the first down. We've seen them do that twice now on third down. Ball at the 47-yard line. First down 10 for Huron with 425 remaining to go. In the first quarter, 7 nothing. Roger Bacon. Starrett, he's going to roll it out to the left. Now cut it up the middle, and he's going to be stopped right at the line of scrimmage for no gain. 4.15 left to go in this first quarter of play. It is 7 to nothing. Second down, 10 yards to go. Ball at the 47-yard line of Roger Bacon. Starrett out of the huddle now. Looks over to the sign. Play clock down to 10. Took a long time to get that play call in. Scroggins comes out wide to the right. Also wide right is Jimmy Harkle Road. Moving in motion to the near side is Valviera. Dropping back is Sterrett. He's going to throw it out to the left sideline. Complete to Valviera at the 40-35. And he'll be run out of bounds at the 32-yard line. That is close to another first down. And I believe he's got it. And he does. Third time. Run that guy out into the flat, roll your quarterback, hit him with the easy pitch and catch. 3.38 left to go in the first quarter. Clock stops on the first down. Ball resting at the 32-yard line. First and 10 for the Tigers. They will send Wenis out wide to the left-hand side. Harkle Road comes out wide to the right. The setback behind him is Joe Wallace. and. Wallace is going to carry the ball up the middle across the 30 to the 29-yard line for a gain of three. Wallace comes into the ball game number 22. He's a sophomore, 5'9", 180 pounds. Steve Sheehan rotating some guys in, keep guys fresh. Good on the run coverage. We're going to have to see if we can shore up our pass defense, especially that little easy out to the flat. Ball resting at the 29-yard line, second down, seven yards to go with... 3.05 3.05 left in this first quarter. Blustery night from Huron. Starrett with Wallace to his left. Wallace gets the handoff up the middle. He's going to be brought down at the 25-yard line. James Thompson with a nice tackle. Gain of three, and it will bring it up second, make it third down and about four yards to go. Third and short. Strong idea now. They're going to want to roll him probably to the, the strong side of the field. See if he can dig it off there. Linebackers are going to have to have tight coverage on this play. Third down, three yards to go. A long three for the Tigers. Starrett has got Wallace to his left ball in the near hash mark. 
We're under 225. Moving in motion to Scroggins to the left-hand side. Rolling on a stair. He's got Scroggins open in the flat. Complete at the 20-yard line and run out of bounds right there by Ryan Blout. But in, not in time. Still Huron picks up a first down. It's first and 10 from the 20. And I don't know if Ryan Blout was just slow to read that or if he was worried about something else that he, he reacted so poorly and didn't get over there in time. Well, Huron moving up the field just the same way as Roger Bacon did via the pass. They've got going right into the teeth of that wind, but it is not bothering them so far. 2.19, clock stops on the out-of-bounds. Starrett calling out the signals, hands it off to Scroggins around the right-hand side on the jet, and Scroggins is going to be run out-of-bounds by Kuhlman. Now check that. That was Van Van Vieira. Van Vieira, number five, carrying the football. He takes it down to the 13-yard line. And now they'll park it just at the 14. And it brings up second down and five. Shorter field now. We'll see if Bacon's defense can tighten up a little bit, hold them maybe to a field goal try. Ball resting at the 14-yard line. Two minutes exactly left to go in this first quarter. Wallace the setback out of the pistol. Hand off to Wallace. Right up the middle off right tackle. And now he takes it out to the 10-yard line. And he will be very close to a first down. He's inside the 10. And it will be a first down. So first and goal for the Tigers at the 10-yard line. It looked like defensive line a little slow to react on that play. 148 and running. Left to go in this first quarter. First and goal, Tigers. Now in the backfield is Holiday. Handoff goes to Holiday, and Holiday is going to be brought down right at the 10-yard line. Nate Stark. The senior coming up to make a big play, read that perfectly, got out there to the flat, and was able to bring him down. Jay Holiday, a sophomore also, 5'8", 165 pounds. He is number 44. He's the fourth running back we've seen here tonight for Huron, just this early in the ballgame. Deep team. Trips out to the left-hand side. Newcomer into Drew Wenis is at the slot. He's been in the ballgame, but all the way out wide left is Scroggins, and now a timeout is going to be taken by Huron. We will also, 57 seconds to go in the first quarter. It's Roger Bacon 7, Huron nothing. Great food and a fun atmosphere. Join your old friends and new at Sunday's Pub on 8582 Winton Road in Finneytown. The month of October marks the 10th anniversary for Sundays, and they're celebrating. On Mondays is server night. All domestic beers are $1.50. Stop in on Fridays before the game starting at 4 for free appetizers. And when the Bengals are on the road, join Sundays for a Bengals potluck party. See the Bengals on the big screens at Sundays. Your taste buds will water when you walk into Sunday's Pub. Sunday's Pub, 8582 Winston Road in Finneytown. Hop before this evening's game with Moorhead State. Back here at Huron, and Huron knocking at the door, trying to get into the end zone and tie this game up. Yeah, have done so, taking advantage of Bacon's slow reaction times out to the flat, running receivers in motion, rolling the quarterback, and then dunking it off and letting the receiver make a play. Interesting to see what they call here. 
second and ten. So after the Tigers' first time out of the ball game, they're going to run Sterrett out to the left. He picks up a block, looks into the end zone, throws against his body into the corner of the end zone, incomplete. Tried to get it to Scoggins in the back corner of the end zone and couldn't get it to him. And the incompletion will bring up third down and goal from the ten. And I thought the pressure from James Thompson there, able to get up there and get in his face, make the quarterback move a little bit further than maybe when he wanted to throw it. Uh, receiver got a little bit deeper, ended up overthrowing it. So 51 seconds to go in this first quarter. 7 to nothing. Roger Bacon right now with the lead, but it is third and goal for Huron. Now Starrett has Joey Brown back into the ballgame to his left-hand side. Starrett looking things over. Puts a man in motion to the far side. That's Harkel Rollick. And someone jumped on the offensive line, and that'll be against Huron, their second penalty of the night. Number six, the slot receiver, I believe. So that will knock Huron back to the 15-yard line, and it brings up third and goal, this time from the 15. Break for Bacon, obvious passing down. Have struggled again to get out into the flat. They're going to stay disciplined here, cover up those routes, and try to hold them short of the goal line. 51 seconds still left to go in this first quarter. 7 to nothing. your score here from Huron. Starrett looking things over. He's got Brown to his left. Puts Harkle Rod in motion to the far side. Starrett, fake handoff. He's going to look and throw it back on a screen to Brown. Brown at the 10. He's going to be hit at the 5 and dropped at the 4. He does not get into the end zone. It'll bring up 4th and goal from inside the Spartan 5, actually at the 4. Great play call. Opposite of what we've seen them do before to the strong side. They fake it that way, come back to the weak side. Dish it off. Nice run. They're going to, looks like they're going to go for it here. Seven to nothing, 20 seconds to go. They actually don't have to run the play. They could let the quarter run out, but they're going to hustle up to the line of scrimmage and at least look like they're going to run a play at the end of the first quarter. Stare it with Brown to his left. Now they've got to run the play as the play clock is down to nine. Stare it's going to drop back. He's going to look into the corner of the end zone and he overthrew everybody and out of the end zone with a second to go in the first quarter of play. And again, I, I thought Noah Miller coming up the middle and getting pressure changed that play. Forces an overthrow. So the Spartans will take it over first and ten from their own four-yard line with one second to go in the first quarter. It'll be interesting to see what they do here. Had some luck passing the ball. One second left. If they play it safe with Kiner up the middle or... Uh, risk it a little bit more and put some variety in, which they had success with early in the first quarter. Well, this will be the last play that they've got until the second half of going with the wind. Kiner lined up in the end zone with Bullock out of the pistol. Hand off to Kiner. Kiner's going to take it right up the middle to the 5 and struggle out to the 9-yard line. Gain a 5 on the carry for corner and Kiner, and that will end the first quarter of play. When we come back... Roger Bacon will have second and four from their own 10-yard line. Your score at the end of one. It is Roger Bacon seven here on nothing. At play at Jake Sweeney Chevrolet. 
The Lucky Turtle is located in Finneytown on 8621 Winton Road next to Arby's. With 23 taps of rotating craft and local beers, plus a large selection of other fine spirits, the Lucky Turtle has weekly events, including live music, final night on Tuesdays, and trivia on Thursdays. They offer great food options from empanadas, a key, or you can bring in your own food. The Lucky Turtle is very accommodating for parties and events, so stop in for a relaxing, no-frills good time. The Lucky Turtle, owned by Frank Cena, Roger Bacon Class of 1991. Hi, this is Tim with Stacy Heating and Air Solutions. We know how important heating and cooling your home can be to you. Here at Stacy Heating and Air, we aim to please at a price that can't be beat. Being a locally owned and operated company, we have gained a reputation because of the satisfaction of our customers. Don't pay high prices for mediocre service when you will get the best with us for less. Call me today at 513-367-HEAT or visit us on the web at stacyheatingandair.com. At stacyheatingandair.com. Well, back here at Kalahari Field, I'm Dave Mitchell with Rob Rickenbaugh on second and four. Kiner's going to run it out to the right-hand side on the first play of the second quarter. He takes it across the 15 to the 16-yard line, and he's going to have the first down after a gain of six on the carry. Nice run by Corey to the short side of the field, ran out of room, gets run out of bounds, a little bit short of the first. And now the officials are coming in. The back judge is going to come in and have a chat with the other officials. And let's see what they decide. Well, the clock never started, evidently. They're going to have to talk about how much time to take off. Now they're going to knock off 14 seconds, make it 11.46. I'm pretty sure uh, Corey never needed 14 seconds to go five yards, (laughs) but they're the officials. Ball resting at the 18-yard line. Roger Bacon just shy of their own 20. Bullock on the near side. He's got Kiner off to the right-hand side. He's going to drop back, look out in the flat, and it is incomplete through the hands of Tumlin. He started looking up the field before he ever looked the ball into his hands. You're exactly right. He was worried about making the play against those defensive backs versus bringing the ball in first. As my coaches used to say, you catch the ball with your eyes. He didn't do it that time. Second down, ten. now a flag has been thrown by the side judge. And he. this was way after the play had ended. And let's see what the call is. As they are talking with each other. And is it against Roger Bacon or is it against an ineligible man downfield? That, that took an awfully long time for that call to be made. It was way after the play had ended. And it will be a five-yard penalty marked off against the Spartans back inside their own 15. They'll mark it off at the 13. So it'll bring up... Well, how do you... I don't know if I've ever seen it called on a bubble screen. It's... You know, it's a... Uh, interesting call. Huron took the penalty, so it brings up first down and 15 yards to go. I think actually think it's second down, but... The yard marker's got it first down. Hand off to Kiner. Kiner to the 15. Cuts it to the near side to the 20. Cuts back to the middle to the 25. And he's going to be brought down at the 28-yard line. 10-yard gain for Kiner. Out to the 28. Gets stronger as the game goes. Looking more comfortable as we progress here. Making longer runs. Getting outside and doing what Corey does. Ball resting just shy of the 34-yard line. Kiner now... Unofficially, seven carries, 34 yards. Bullock looking things over from the near hash mark. Out of the pistol. Throws it out. Complete to Lackey. Lackey bobbles it. And that 
gave Huron an opportunity to come back and gang tackle Lackey at the 32-yard line for a loss of two, second and 12. And they talked about the depth and the talent at this receiver position. A little bit of a focus issue right now. You've got to bring that ball in first, then go make the play. Could have been dangerous had he bobbled that, and, and that pack of Huron Tigers ends up with the ball. Kiner lines up to the left of Bullock. Ball in the near hash mark. Twin receivers on, on both sides. Bullock hand off to Kiner right up the middle. Now Bullock's going to keep it himself around left end, and he takes it across the 30 up to the 31-yard line for a gain of two. And that will bring up third down and eight. Corey Kiner really sold that fake up into the point of making contact with that linebacker. Uh, I thought he had the ball. Uh, but Bullock keeps it again, gets it back into a third and eight. More manageable. Let's see what Mike Blatt dials up. Third down, eight yards to go. Kiner, ball in the center of the field right now. Bullock, fake handoff to Kiner. He's going to look up the left side. He got hit as he threw up the field, and it is is it complete to Coleman. He caught the football! Coleman went up and took it right away from the defensive back, Corey Williams, up the left side, and it's a first down for the Spartans at the Huron 32-yard line. You can always do worse than to throw it up to your 6'3 Division One prospect. That's what Zach Kuhlman does and has been doing since he was a freshman and uh, makes a play there when the team needs it. He did that last week against Western Hills also. First and ten for the Spartans at the here on 32. Hand off to Kiner. Kiner off the left side, up the left sideline to the 25. Cuts it out of bounds at the 20. They're going to say he stepped out at the 20. That is a gain of 12 yards on the carry for Kiner and another Roger Bacon first down at the here on 20. This is the kind of drive we didn't see last year. Roger Bacon mixing it up. A little bit of Kiner, a little bit of Bullock. Mixing those receivers in. Moving the ball downfield. Kiner, fake handoff. Bullock throws it out into the left flat. Ball got knocked down at the line of scrimmage incomplete. Batted away by one of those interior defensive linemen. Looked like Jay Lesnick got his paws on it. Yeah, nice play though by the defender. I, I thought he had him out in the flat. They're just in time to knock it away. So we'll bring up second down, 10 yards to go from the 20 of Huron. Hand off to Kiner right up the middle to the 15. Cuts it to the left to the 10. Spins out of a tackle to the 5. Touchdown in the end zone. Touchdown! Or did he step out of bounds prior? Nope, it is a TD. An electrifying 20-yard run by Corey Kiner. And the Spartans have jumped out on top of it 13 to nothing. How many times have we seen Dave... Corey Kiner break tackle after tackle, uh, just unwilling to quit or give up on a play, taking it to the house. Touchdown, Roger Bacon. So at 9.39 left to go in this first half, it is now 13-0. And Bird will come in to attempt the extra point against the win. Blout the holder. And it's a good snap. Blout gets it down. Bird kicks it up. And it is good. 9.39 left to go in the first half. Your score, Roger Bacon, 14, here on nothing. Substation 2 has been bringing Florence the freshest food at the lowest prices since 1981. You've tried the rest, now come taste the best fresh sliced sub sandwiches anywhere. Substation 2 was voted the best sub sandwich in Northern Kentucky by Northern Kentucky Magazine in 2016. Let Substation 2 cater your next event. Give them a call at 859-371-9490 or come visit them at 7905 Dream Street in Florence. Substation 2, quality at a price you can afford. 
Think about your home. What do you see? Do you just see two stories or the stories of your toddler's first steps? <laughs> Now think about your car. Do you see an odometer reading or your kids reading in the back seat? Other insurance companies just see a house. They just see a car. But a State Farm agent sees what your home and your car really mean to you. So why not give them the protection they deserve? Call your State Farm agent, Jason Riegelsberger, at 513-574-8811. At Jake's Wind Chevrolet, our deals are hot, hot, hot. Find new roads with Equinox and save over $5,000. With our zero-deductible lifetime mechanical protection, we're leading the way. At, At Jake's Wind Chevrolet. Chevrolet. You know what never gets old, Dave? Hearing my friend Jim Clark. <laughs> never gets old. Bird is going to squib kick it up the field again, and it will be taken in by one of the upbacks at the 28. This time he stayed closer to the center of the field, across the 30 to the 40 to the 45, and run out of bounds at the 48-yard line is going to be Joey Brown. Joey Brown was the returner on that. They snuck him up to the middle of the field. He took the football and ran it back to midfield, and that is where Huron will start first and 10 right at midfield. That's that's good film study, right? You've seen Roger Bacon kick it there two weeks in a row. Bring up a guy who, who can return it a little bit to re to receive that ball, and they start the ball midfield. First and ten for Huron, down 14 to nothing on the scoreboard with 9:31 left to go in the first half. Don't forget Rob's interview coming up at halftime. Starrett with Brown to the right of him, ball in the near hash mark. Bad snap, Starrett picks it up, hands it off to Brown, and Brown will take it down to the Roger Bacon 45-yard line. Gain of five on the play for Brown. And this is where that D-line that, that Coach Monahan was talking about before the game really has to step up. If we can hold some control and, and limit those runs, and they're a good passing team, but if we can make them one-dimensional, it'll improve our chances to win this game. Ball right at the 45-yard line, second and five. Starrett looking things over. He's got dual receivers out wide on both sides. Hand off to Brown. Brown off the right guard. He's going to take it down to the 42, maybe the 41-yard line. That's where they'll spot him, just shy of the first down marker by about a yard. Gain of four on the carry for Brown. He's got four carries tonight unofficially for 14 yards. Yeah, and that offensive line is big and physical. Getting push on our defensive linemen. See what Coach Sheehan has up his sleeve to kind of neutralize that. 8.30 left to go in this first half. Harkle Road goes out wide to the right-hand side. Now they've got trips out to the right. Single receiver to the left is Wenis. Hand off to Brown. Brown breaks into the clear to the 30, 25-20. Cuts to the near side. He's going to be brought down at the 15-yard line. Nice run on the play to the 15 run of 26 yards on the play and a first down for Huron at the Roger Bacon 15-yard line. They set that up perfectly. So they run the ball to the left side a couple times. Roger Bacon's defense slanted that way on that play. Quarterback takes it right up the middle, goes untouched for 20 yards. First and 10 from the 15. Huron at Spartan Territory. Dual receivers out wide on both sides. Now Nate Elder into the ball game at the running back position for Huron and a flag down illegal procedure now will be thrown against Huron that's their third movement penalty of the ball game takes it back to the 20 and it will bring up first and 15 
And that, that might be a case where things are going well, you're making big plays, you're ready to line up for the next one, and someone gets a little over-anxious. Ball at the 20-yard line, first and 15 now. Starrett out of the huddle, looks over to the sideline, gets the play call in from their head coach, Holer. Ashland University graduate. Matter of fact, he's in the Ashland Hall of Fame. Elder moves in motion on the jet to the right side, but it's fake handoff to him, and Starrett keeps it up the middle, takes it up to the 16-yard line. Gain of four on the play for Starrett, and it's second and 11. Good play on first down, pick up four yards, get some of that penalty back, give yourself two plays to pick up a first down and uh, move towards the goal line. Starrett now completely out of the shotgun, empty backfield, trips to the far side, ball in the near hash mark. Seven minutes to go in the first half, 14 nothing. Roger Bacon. Starrett oh. throws it over the middle, complete touchdown! Threw it right into the hands of Drew Venice and... Wenis just beat the secondary, took it in for the score, and now it's 14-6. Roger Bacon. Too much of a cushion on that coverage. Nate Stark coming over from the linebacker position to help. Had his hands up there for a second, but that ball was thrown on a rope, and uh, they go in for six. Yeah. Starrett just threw that thing on a line to Wenis. A great completion. Wenis a night's catch, and the touchdown leads Luke Wood to come in to attempt the extra point. Wood. Kicking with the wind to his back, he puts it up, sidewinds it up, and it is good. 6.58 left to go in the first half. It's now Roger Bacon, 14, here on 7. Since 1969, Vonderhaar's Catering has provided services for social and corporate events, private gatherings, reunions, company outings, and wedding receptions. Vonderhaar's will help you customize a menu for all types of events and clients with personal attention and excellent quality food and service. Let Vonderhaar's Catering make your event memorable with quality food and complete professional staffing. Vonderhaar's Catering, selected as one of the five preferred caterers at the newly renovated Music Hall. Before you finalize your menu, call Vonderhaar's Catering, 513-554-1969. The Jake Sweeney Summer of Jeep Deals are hot, hot, hot. Like new Jeep Wrangler JKs. Save up to $4,000. Four grand, including lifetime mechanical protection. Where? Jake Sweeney Jeep, Tri-County. JakeSweeney.com Back at Kalahari Field, where the Huron Tigers have taken the ball the length of the field in for a touchdown, and they trail now 14-7 to with 6.58 left to go in this first half. And that's something that hasn't really happened to the Roger Bacon defense yet this year, which is a team to take the ball down with authority and punch it into the end zone. It'll be interesting to see how this team responds if that defense steps up. It looked a little lackadaisical on that series, maybe counting too much on this offense to go out and put up a bunch of points, uh, which we can see if we could do now if this offense can respond. Well, Luke Wood had the ball teed up. Matter of fact, it's still teed up. And... Then he came running off the field, and Fabrizio Vasquez will come in to attempt the kickoff now. I don't think I've ever seen that happen, where they trade out kickers before the kickoff. I don't know. So Vasquez will kick it off. Corey Kiner in the center of the field back at the 10 to return this one, and Vasquez is going to hit a high pooch kick that will be taken in by Zach Kappel on the fair catch at the 33-yard line. It looks like they're also content to keep the ball out of Corey Kiner's hands. So ball will be placed at the 34-yard line now. 
And Tyler Bullock will lead the Spartans out on the field. And out at running back now is Keontae Deer in place of Corey Kiner. Deer, the 5'7", 175-pound junior, is out there at running back. And Kiner is out there with him. So we've got two running backs out of the pistol two back for set. Bullock. Two back set, handoff to Kiner around the right side, off right tackle. He takes it across the 35 to the 36-yard line. Gain of two on the play. First time we've seen that alignment this year for the Spartans, and now a Huron Tiger is down at the 35 and hurt. New wrinkle on the offense, putting two backs there, kind of a split back set, which you don't see too much anymore. Uh, Huron Tiger down as tackling the 210-pound Kiner can be a feat unto itself. Yeah, you don't see that much anymore because mainly a lot of the teams are playing out of the pistol or the shotgun. But this time... Roger Bacon lined up two men, each to one side of Tyler Bullock, and Kiner ran it forward for a couple of yards. Right now he's got 10 carries for 68 yards. We'll take a timeout. 6.46 left to go in the first half. It's now 14-7, to Roger Bacon. When you're looking for a family place to go after the game, stop by the Game On Sports Bar and Grill at 5880 Chevy Out Road. With several TVs, stay on top of all the games all at once that came on. Great for the upcoming bowl season and NFL playoffs. Bring the kids. Game On has a family atmosphere that everyone will enjoy. You're home for all the Xavier and UC games with $12 buckets. Like us on Facebook. In a great location, the place to be before, during, and after the game. The Game On Sports Bar and Grill, located at 5880 Chevy Out Road in White Oaks. Nate Elder was the man that was hurt on the field, but he is up and walking off under his own power. Good to see. But he's walking off slowly. That would be a double whammy for Huron because he is also their backup running back. Same setup for Roger Bacon after Elder gets off to the, his sideline. Deer on the right side of Bullock. Kiner on the left-hand side. Receivers out wide on both sides. Fake handoff. Now it goes to Deer. Deer around the left-hand side. Takes it across the 35 and out to the 38-yard line. It's going to be a gain of about two yards on the play for Deer. Interesting play design. Actually kind of liked it, but Huron defense there ready to do it. Almost had him dead to rights in the backfield. Deer lucky to make a positive gain out of what looked like a broken play. Third down, six yards to go for the Spartans. 6-14 remaining. Handoff to Kiner. Kiner's going to take it around the right side. Now cut it up the middle to the 45. He's gone. He's into the clear. Cuts to the near side. To the 30. To the 20. To the 10. To the 5. And he's brought down from behind on a great open field tackle by Corey Williams. Inside the 5, down to the 4. That was a great tackle. You don't see a guy, even with an angle, catch Corey Kiner very often. Great touchdown saving tackle, but another great run by Corey. 56 yards on the run for Corey Kiner. And it takes it down to the four-yard line of Huron with 5.59 remaining. Again, the same dual setbacks. Handoff. Off to Tumlin. Tumlin off the far side. He's going to cut it inside the five and be brought down at the two. So a gain of two on the play for Tumlin off the jet. Impressed at Euron's ability to kind of get out there on the edge. Tumlin, an athletic, fast kid. Euron's linebacker is able to get out there and keep him from getting into the end zone. 5.27 left to go. They're going to spot him just shy of the one-yard line. So it's second down and goal from the one. Again, dual setbacks on each side of Bullock. 
Deer on the right, Kiner on the left. Ball on the far hash mark. Hand off to Kiner up the middle into the end zone. Touchdown! And that makes it 20-7. to Roger Bacon on top of it. One-yard run. Not a, a big pickup for Corey Kiner. Number 11 on the year here uh, and really just eight quarters. That's his 12th carry of the night unofficially for 125 yards and his third TD of the evening. 5.07 left to go in this first half. Bird in to attempt the extra point. It is 20-7, Roger Bacon. Ball is snapped. Blout gets it down. Bird approaches it, kicks it into the wind, and it is no good wide left. 5.07 to go in this first half. Your score from here on, it's now the Spartans 20 and the Tigers 7. Is your gymnasium outdated? Are your basketball backboards, bleachers, scoreboards, wall pads, and divider curtains needing maintenance? They can become huge safety concerns for students and athletes. Proper maintenance and service is critical to keeping your kids safe and prolonging your equipment. Borgman Athletics is committed to providing your school with sporting equipment that you can depend on. With state-of-the-art equipment and training, Borgman Athletics completes the job in a timely, safe, and cost-effective manner. Check them out online at BorgmanAthletics.com. At Borgman Athletics, we make sports happen. Are you ready to have fun and get in shape? This is Kelly at Transform You Fitness. At Transform You Fitness, we make you smile while working off the stress of the day. Our training sessions are custom-built to fit your needs, not someone else's. At Transform Me Fitness, we are fully dedicated to helping you achieve your fitness goals. Check us out at 4865 Duck Creek Road or call us and get a seven-day tryout. Everything starts with a vision. We help you get there. Transform You Fitness. Call me today at 513-645-3294. Back at Kalahari Field, I'm Dave Mitchell with Rob Rickenbaugh. 5.07 to go. Corey Kiner. With three TDs tonight, has given Roger Bacon a 20 to 7 lead in this ball game. Bird is going to kick it off. It's going to be up the field, up the right side, and this time he's going to kick it out of bounds again. So Huron will take it over first and 10 from their own 35 yard line. Bird's been very, very methodical about that all year long, but tonight he has not put as much air under the ball as he usually does, and the more of a line drive kick, and it has gone out of bounds. So Huron will have it first and 10 from their own 35-yard line, as that's where they get it after the penalty. Let's see if the defense can come out and play with a little bit more energy than that last series. As you can hear, the wind in the background really whipping around here at Kalahari. 5.07 to go in the first half. Spartans lead it by 14. Moving in motion to the far side is Val Van Viera. And rolling out to the right is Sterrett. Sterrett is going to tuck it under. Now he's going to throw it across the middle. It is complete on the play to the intended receiver, Jimmy Harkelrode. Harkelrode takes it across the 40, out to the 47-yard line, and a first down after a 13-yard completion. Good play, that receiver kind of sitting down there as a safety outlet. Uh, quarterback looking downfield, nothing there. Dumps it off and... First down play. Ball at the 47-yard line, still in Huron territory. First and 10. As we're under five minutes and running, left to go in the first half. Starrett with Brown to the left-hand side. Starrett hands it off to Brown off the right tackle. He's going to take it to midfield and be dropped right there by Mikhail Carson and also Tumlin. 
three-yard gain on the play. And it brings up second and seven. And again, that big offensive line getting pushed on our defensive line, making positive gains. If we could make them one-dimensional, might enhance Roger Bacon's chances. Ball just across the midfield stripe. Stare it on second down and seven yards to go. With Brown to the right of him. Handoff. Now check that. That is not Brown. Into the ball game. Now Joe Wallace. And Wallace is going to take it across the 49 and down to the 47-yard line. Gain of two on the play. And it is third down and four. Third and short and a very, very big defensive play for Roger Bacon. If they could get the ball back here with three minutes or so and, and put more points on the board. Going into halftime would be a, a big thing for the Spartans. 3.42 left to go in this first half. It's 20-7, to 7, Roger Bacon. Wallace to the left-hand side of Starrett out of the pistol. Moves Harkle Rod into motion to the near side. Rolling out to the left is Starrett. Starrett's going to be hit and dropped at the 50. Mikhail Carson in on the tackle along with the sack by Dylan Polk. And that, that's exactly what they needed out of this defense was to make a play be interesting to see if Euron goes for it here down by 13 or if they punt the ball. 321, timeout taken by Huron. We will also. 321 left to go in the half. Your score, it's Roger Bacon 20, Huron 7. Need your car fixed and have no idea where to go? Stay local. Take your vehicle to Matt Vollmer at Pioneer Automotive in Green Hills on 48 Eswin Street. Matt's customers like their prompt, reliable service at a price you can afford. In fact, most customers refer Matt Vollmer at Pioneer Automotive to their friends and family. Simply put, he runs his business the way all auto service centers should be, with integrity. Pioneer Automotive, they get the job done right. Pioneer Automotive, located at 48 Eswin Street. Call them at 513-851-5131. Second time out of the ball game. Taken by Huron. So they will have one left. Let me ask you a question. What do you So uh fourth and seven. Looks like they may go for it. Looks like they might. On fourth down and seven yards to go, stare it. We'll see if they don't try to draw them off sides though. Three minutes left. Now Starrett is going to drop back. Looks like he's going to try to pooch punt it, and he will. Good good job by Starrett. He's going to get a high end-over-end kick from the 47 that's going to hit inside the 10. It's still rolling inside the 5, and it'll be down at the 2. And it's still rolling. The wind is picking it up. It's still rolling. Now it's rolling vertically, and now it'll be downed on the play at the 2-yard line. It's going to be a 48-yard pooch punt by Starrett. Looks like one of the, I thought one of the gunners on the outside actually was offsides and was running before the ball was snapped. Just barely. Tough field position for Bacon. This is where, very careful that snap exchange that they've had problems with in previous weeks. Got to be sure-handed here for your Tyler Bullock uh, and make a smart play, try to get some breathing room. Three minutes left in this half. Roger Bacon has got all three of their timeouts left, and they've got 3:01 to do something with the football. 20 to 7, Spartans lead it. Now mass substitutions coming in for the Spartans. Zuri Edmondson was out on the field along with Rennell Lackey, and they both come out of the ballgame. Luke Bird is chased into the contest. He's out wide right. Zach Kuhlman wide left. Again, the two back set. Handoff to Keontae Deer in the end zone. He cuts it up to the two yard line. He'll be brought down at the three. 
Deer will take it out to the four, so a gain of about two yards on the carry for Keontae Deer, and it brings up second and eight. A little bit of the breathing room. Give them a little bit more flexibility on what this play call can be, although I imagine this will be another handoff. Second down, eight yards to go from the four. Hand off to Kiner this time, off the right side. Kiner to the five. He's going to be hit at the five. He's going to reverse his field to the left-hand side. He's got a lane. He's got Bullock in front of him to the 10, to the 15, to the 20, 25 to the 30. He's got one man to beat. Kiner to midfield, to the 40, and he's going to be brought down at the 37-yard line. Oh, wow. And if anything, what that little wrinkle with the two backs has caused is, you know, you hand off to Deer. That's twice now. He's had a short gain. That defense has to now pay attention to that. You fake it on the next play, go to Kiner, and Kiner breaks one. So I could be mistaken, but I think that was a 59-yard run by Corey Kiner. 54? 54-yard run. What a run by Kiner. Ball resting at the 37-yard line. Again, the dual setbacks. Fake hand off to Kiner. Bullock is going to throw it over the oh. middle. Incomplete. I thought he was held. I thought he was too, but no flags being thrown to Kuhlman. And it'll bring up second down and 10. Ball at the 37-yard line. Good Still play, a lot of time left to go. 209. He had space. Just, uh, again, a little bit of contact. He falls down, but... Deer on the right side of Bullock Ball on the far hash mark Kiner on the left hand side Tumlin gets it on the jet around the near side He's going to cut it to the 35 Hit behind the line, breaks the tackle Now cuts it right back up the right side To the 32 yard line That'll be a gain of 5 for Tumlin And bring up 3rd and 5 Tumlin 3 carries tonight for 11 yards Good things happen when he touches the ball, as we've seen the first two weeks. Good to see Roger Bacon trying to find ways to use their transfer from LaSalle. Ball at the 32-yard line, third down, and call it a long five to go. A minute and a half left in the first half. Now Tumlin comes in late to line up slot left. Bullock drops back, rolls out to the left under heavy pressure. He's going to throw it against his body. Incomplete, trying to get the ball to Zuri Edmondson, but overthrew him, and it brings up fourth down and five. Yeah, that, that was a tough pass. He was turned around, going into the wind, trying to throw that ball what was in maybe a two-yard window to Edmondson, and just that one never had a chance. So it's fourth down, five yards to go from the Huron 32. Mike Blout calling in the play from the sideline. The Spartans will send Bird out wide right. Coleman wide left, the far side of the field. Kiner lines up on the left-hand side of Bullock. Trips to the near side with Tumlin and Edmondson. A lot of movement on the line by Huron, but no flags. Now Bullock backs off, and a timeout will be taken by Mike Blout and the Spartans, and we will take one also. A minute 21 to go in this first half. It's Roger Bacon 20, Huron 7. Hey, it's Mal Egger. Well, let me ask you a question. What do you know about your insurance? Chances are you know how much you pay for it, but do you really know what your coverage is? Chances are you don't, and that's because most insurance companies don't go out of their way to make sure you understand what you're buying. That's why RJL is different. They design insurance programs that they monitor continually, and they make sure they adapt your coverage as your life changes. Call RJL Insurance today. Obtain a quote from Rob, Jared, or Kevin at 513-322-5637. Well, back here at Kalahari Field, that is the first time out taken by Roger Bacon in this first half of action. They'll have two remaining. 
still have a minute 21 left to go in the first half. Ball resting at the 32. It's fourth and five. Kiner right behind Bullock. Trips to the far side. Bird, the single receiver, out to the right. Bullock looking down the middle. He's going to throw it over the middle. Incomplete to Zuri Edmondson. He just miscommunicated with him. And the turnover on downs gives it back to Huron. I thought for a minute there they were setting up a screen to Kiner, which would have been a great play call, by the way. I, I don't know if he didn't understand after looking Connor's way where Edmondson was going to be, but throws that off by about a yard. Edmondson never had a chance. And, and you could see on Bullock's reaction that he was frustrated by putting that in the wrong spot. So here on with Drew Sterrett, still over talking with head coach Sam Holler. A lot of time left. One timeout. Bacon's defense is going to have to be stout. Harkle Road goes out wide to the right-hand side. Stare it. Low snap, picks it up, hands it off up the middle to his Joey Brown. Brown takes it right up the middle to the 40-yard line. It's a gain of seven on the play for Brown. He's got seven carries tonight for 50 yards. Tebby goes off. Noah Miller comes in. See if we can... Uh get a fresh guy in there and, and make a play trips out to the near side ball in the near hash mark stare it with 46 seconds to go drops back looks over the middle now he's going to tuck it under cut it to the left hand side he's going to run it himself and duck out of bounds at the 45 yard line for a 5 yard gain and a first down by the quarterback Drew Starrett good play new set of downs 39 seconds left about 55 yards to go. Let's see if the Bacon's defense can hold tight here. First and 10 ball at the 45-yard line in Huron territory. Clock stopped on the out-of-bounds play. Starrett with 39 seconds has Joey Brown to his right. He's looking things over. Checks out the Roger Bacon defense. Now he'll take the snap. Drop straight back. Throw the ball over the middle. Incomplete. Overthrew Corey Williams. He had him open. The Spartans are playing that deep zone late in this first half, and Williams was wide open, about 20 yards up the field, but it was still incomplete. Yeah, Ryan Blau, a little bit too far away to make a play on that one. Tumbling back into the ball game for the Spartans as Roger Bacon will go with the nickel defense. Harkle Road goes out wide to the right-hand side. To the near side is Williams. Running back. Another now movement start. movement on the line and a false start called against Huron. So instead of being second down and 10, it will bring up second down and 15 from the 40. Fourth time they put themselves in that position tonight. 35 seconds left. Thirty-five ticks remaining, and Harkle Road will go out wide to the right again. They're staying in the same formation. To the left-hand side is Williams. He's the single receiver. Now he moves in motion to the far side, dropping back is Sterrett. He'll roll out to the right, looks up the field, and it is complete on the play on the right sideline to Casey Scroggins. He is near a first down across midfield. He'll be run out of bounds at about the 48-yard line timeout here on. That'll be their last timeout. It'll still bring up third down and three yards to go with 21 seconds left in the half. 
Roger Bacon struggling all night to kind of move with that quarterback. Those receivers cross the field. He rolls out, having trouble making plays on those guys. Uh, has been easy pickings, really, for that quarterback tonight. Yeah, if you were in professional football or college, they're running that underneath, and they're running a wheel right behind, and Roger Bacon's picking up the initial receiver coming up, coming through, but they're not kept picking up the backside receiver. Right, and that guy's ending up right in the flat, usually wide open like he was right there. We're able to prevent the first down there. We've seen it happen a couple times tonight where the guy had another five or six yards after catch. Interesting to see how Coach Sheehan, Coach Kaufman, adjust that at halftime. Yeah, I got a feeling there's going to be some adjustments made by the Spartans defense at halftime and you have got an interview coming up at halftime the great and an exclamation point Roger Perdricks that coming up at halftime plus all the stats and stories of the first half Starrett on the far hash mark trips out to the near side with 21 seconds to go Starrett handoff up the middle to Brown Brown's going to take it up midfield across the 40 he's got the first down a run out of bounds at or run brought down at the 35 yard line clock will stop on the first down in Roger Bacon territory now the clock will start gonna have to throw Huron has no timeouts left Brown to the left stare it with 12 seconds to go drops back looks to the left heavy rush he's gonna be hit as he throws right down the middle and it is incomplete almost intercepted by Lackey and it brings up second down but that doesn't matter there's only six seconds to go in the half one really time for one more play depending on what that play is so uh Drop the nickel. Be very aware of kind of keeping those receivers in front of you. What's going on behind you? Making sure you leave yourself room to make a play. Uh, being shorthanded with tackling. Coming up strong and going in with a 13-point lead at the half. Ball at the 35-yard line of the Spartans. Stare it, looking over to the sideline. There's only 10 seconds left on the play clock. He still hasn't got the play in. And here on... It's going to take a timeout. I had them for using all three. They had one left. Okay. Evidently, Roger Bacon took a timeout that I thought Huron had taken. So that was that is their final timeout now. They took it all the way down and then decided to take the timeout. That will be their final one with six seconds to go in this first half of play. But still costly. With six seconds, you maybe had time for a short play, timeout, and maybe a second chance. Now they're going to have to throw something up for the end zone. Now they've got to go to the end zone. And you can you know that what Roger Bacon's defense is going to be under Steve Sheehan. He's just going to drop four DBs back, probably around the 10-yard line, and just tell them to keep everything in front of them. Although we've seen them make plays and make guys miss. So, again, this is where tackling and discipline and some of those fundamentals we've talked about all season are going to be so important to keep them out of the end zone. Roger Bacon has gone with the dime backfield. They've got Fred Greer into the ball game now. Fred Greer coming in at a DB. So they've got five defensive backs, along with Kappel and Blout, Lackey and Kuhlman. Stare it out of the shotgun from the 35. Final play of the first half, barring a penalty. Throws the screen. It is complete to Williams. Williams at the 25 to the 20. 15, he's going to be drugged down at the 12-yard line. And that will be the end of the first half of play. So Roger Bacon's defense bends but does not break. And the Spartans will have the ball to open up the second half of play. Rob's interview coming up at halftime. Your score here at the half. It is Roger Bacon, 20, and Huron, 7.
Ascent Safety Solutions focuses on preventing injuries before they happen. Ascent partners with employers to create a strong safety culture through ongoing safety evaluations, writing, and implementing safety policies and procedures and OSHA compliant training. Having challenges on the job site, Ascent provides job site inspections, along with temporary and full-time on-site safety staffing across the nation. Ascent Safety Solutions. Together, we can improve lives and reduce claim costs at the same time. Call Tommy Watkins at 513-351-1222. This Roger Bacon Spartans High School football broadcast is made possible by Transform U Fitness, Eric Geiger State Farm Insurance, Jake Sweeney Automotive, Ascent Safety Solutions, Game On Sports Bar, RJL Insurance, Stacy Heating and Cooling, and Vonderhaar Catering. Please let these sponsors know you heard their name on Roger Bacon Spartans High School football broadcast on UltimateSportsTalk.com. So Dave, uh, I had a privilege this week to uh, sit down with one of the greats. When we set out for the season, there was a handful of guys I wanted to make sure we circled around with interviews. I, I told you Walt Records was a guy we had targeted. Uh, unfortunately, he passed before we had a chance. Jeff Stofa was a guy who I played with. I got a chance to talk to him. Uh, and this week I got a chance to talk to a guy I grew up with. Uh, I knew him more as just a Hall of Fame dad first. I grew up with his daughter Polly long before I even knew what football was. Uh, and he was just Mr. Perdricks uh, from this great family and this great stoic guy that uh, was always calm even when I was a 10-year-old knucklehead. Uh, as I later kind of realized, this guy was a legendary football player as well. Hall of Fame career at Bacon. Went on to play at UC where he won conference championships and then went on to Canada where he was on multiple Grey Cup champions. Uh, just a wonderful guy. And what I learned really was this great love story that him and his wife Judy had, uh, which I wasn't aware of as a kid, and, and really this happy ending uh, that he's had over all these years. A, a Bacon family, like I said, his daughter Michelle works at Bacon. His son on the coaching staff, or grandson, coaching staff, great career. Son Mitch had a great basketball career. But Roger Perdrick's a hell of a guy, and I'm glad we can bring him tonight to uh, our audience. Class of 1961. Uh, Roger Perdricks, and a man I've looked up to. I've known you since I was a little kid, so it's a thrill to be here sitting with you. Uh, uh, first thing I want to ask you is about your time at Roger Bacon. Uh, you had a great career there, and, of course, your 1961 team, uh, GCL champs, uh, but had a tough game up at Massillon. I had a chance to interview one of your teammates uh, last year, Mel Anthony, uh, who talked about that Massillon game, which is still kind of a thorn in the side for him. Uh, tell us your memories of that 61 team and, of course, uh, the Massillon game. Well, Rob, I, I hate to I hate to correct you already, but we actually didn't win the GCL my uh, senior year, and my last year was 1960, and that year was the year we played Massillon for the first time. We flew up to Canton, Ohio, and took a bus from there to Massillon, and uh, they had a 25,000 seat stadium that was full that night, and. Uh, it was quite an experience. Uh, we ended up losing the game eight to nothing. And it was the only time in my career that I can remember Braun Basevich after the game coming around and patting us all on the back, telling us what a great effort it was. We actually out, uh, got, uh, we did a better job on statistics running the ball and, uh, passing the ball. I think Maslin had, uh, something like 20 yards rushing and no yards passing. But we ended up losing the game. I think we fumbled uh, four or five times, and we lost the ball. One time we were on the one-yard line, and we lost it. A uh, bad exchange between a quarterback and uh, the center. 
anyway, we ended up losing the game eight to nothing. And as we were singing our uh, uh, song after the game, the uh, the Spartan fight song, uh, the whole stadium stood up and applauded us as we left the field. So it's uh, probably my most memorable experience in all the football I've played. Uh, which leads to University of Cincinnati. Again, you uh, go on to, to play collegiately there. Uh, great teams, uh, Missouri Valley champions. Uh, tell us a little bit about your time at UC and uh, your memories of playing football for the Bearcats. Well, at UC, I went there, and uh, the program wasn't very good. I was recruited by a guy named Chuck Studley, who was uh, his first year at UC. As I was in his first recruiting class. And my sophomore year, we were 2-8. and eight. And then uh, we turned it around my junior year, ended up tying for the Missouri Valley with a 6-4 and four record. And then my senior year, we had a great quarterback named Brig Owens and a great running back, uh, Al Nelson, from Taft High School. And we went 8-2 and two and won the conference. And uh, we were very competitive. Uh, we should, actually should have went to the bowl game, the Sun Bowl, down in Texas, but they gave it to Tulsa who we beat that year and won the conference championship. But they had a guy named Jerry Rome that was setting every passing record ever in college football. This was before the the passing game was significant in college football. Everybody ran the ball. And uh, Jerry Rome was setting every record there was. It was unbelievable. So they gave Tulsa the pass to the Sun Bowl, and it really should have been us. And Tulsa ended up beating Mississippi in the Sun Bowl. Well, we beat Tulsa. Uh, so one of the things before we get into your professional career that we talked about just before we started this is how linemen have changed since you played to where we are now, uh, technique-wise, but size-wise in particular. What are your thoughts uh, on kind of the the transformation of that position over 40 or 50 years? Well, in my day, uh, everybody had to be in shape, and uh, I was uh, telling Rob uh, – that uh, our offensive line at UC when I was there, we probably averaged about 225 pounds, and we were all solid. Uh, none of us uh, had any extra weight on us. Where today uh, they want the offensive linemen to be as big and heavy as as they can be, and uh, it doesn't look like a lot of the offensive linemen are in very good shape. I'm sure they are, but they're huge. Uh, my son, Mitch, uh, who's a UC fan, he was telling me that UC's offensive line is going to average over 300 pounds this year. So uh, it's really amazing, the difference. And it's all about pass protection. They want the offensive linemen to be as big as they can be. They want them with long arms to keep the defensive guy away from them. And they don't want the defensive guy to be able to throw them around. So if you weigh 350 pounds, it's tough to throw you around. If you're 225, it's easy. Uh, which takes us to, uh, you know, I've become a little bit of a Canadian football fan, and a few weeks ago uh, I'm watching one of the games back in August, I think, and there at halftime is uh, Mr. Roger Perdrick's 50th anniversary of the Grey Cup champions, uh, Ottawa Rough Riders, uh, 68, I think he won in 69, and then again in 73, uh, which is interesting because I'd seen this helmet on your shelf here since I was a little kid. Uh, it ne- never really resonated as much as it, it does now as an adult. Uh, tell us about those years, uh, nine years, I think, in the Canadian Football League and those three championship seasons. 
Well, uh, when I got out of UC, uh, I worked for a year at the milling machine, and uh, my wife and I were living in a furnished apartment down on Ross Avenue. And a gentleman named Bill Smith, who coached with the Ottawa Rough Riders, uh, he went to UC. And uh, they told him about me, that I might be a prospect to play up there. And he came and uh, he signed me to uh, more money than I was making at milling machine, but not a lot of money. And anyway, I went up there. He was a former UC player and uh, coach in the Canadian Football League. And uh, it was kind of an advantage for me because he went to Roger Bacon also. So when I went up there, I kind of uh, had him pulling for me. So it was a big break for me. I was very lucky. He ended up keeping me. Uh, I was one of uh, two people they kept that year. We were both offensive guards because that's what they needed. And uh, we ended up going to the Grey Cup that year uh, out in Vancouver, British Columbia, and we ended up uh, losing that year. But the amazing thing about it is uh, Bill Smith, the guy that had signed me, he had passed away a couple weeks before that. So that was really a shocker. Anyway, I ended up making it eight more years and three more Grey Cups, and it was a wonderful experience. And my wonderful wife uh, put up with it. I got all the glory, and she did all the work, raising my great family. And I'll always love her for that. Having grown up a lot in this house, I can concur. Uh, amazing lady. Uh, speaking of family, I want to ask you about that, because uh, much like my family, you have a legacy at Roger Bacon, uh, from yourself to your children to your grandson, who had a great career, uh, granddaughter. So uh, speak a little bit about that. You know, I know Mitch had a great career there. Uh, you've you've had some kids and grandkids and record books now. Uh, what's it mean to you as a Roger Bacon legend yourself to uh, have this legacy go through those hallowed halls? Well, it's tremendous. I just I'm just very proud. Uh, the, the the thing I'm most proud about. Uh, in my life is uh, the family that my wife and I have raised. And like I said, my my wife is a big a big key part of that. Uh, I can't say enough about about her. But, yeah, it's, it's a wonderful thing. Uh, family is what it's all about. I mean, uh, you know, we're lucky enough to be close to all of our uh, children and our grandkids, and we see them all the time. And it's probably the, the best moments of my wife and I's life. Uh, the family thing. Uh, I always ask this of all uh, Roger Bacon alums I interview because I think it's a thing that is most unique about the school is that no matter what year you graduated, you're all kind of connected uh, by this special place over there on Vine Street, uh, what everyone goes through with the Franciscan friars and you know, hit, being hit by the ropes and everything else, but uh, also the type of people you are when you leave that school. Uh, what's it mean uh, to be a Roger Bacon grad all these years later? Well, I, I, I'm very thankful that I went to Roger Bacon because, uh, you know, I, I, I retired, uh, from football and, uh, became a teacher. I was a sub teacher during football and, uh, I ended up teaching 27 years in Cincinnati public schools and I'm still working in the public schools as a security aide at uh, Walnut Hills High School. And, uh, the thing I think most about Bacon is uh, they, they weren't just trying to teach you the academics. They were trying to teach you, you know, how to be the right kind of person. And uh, discipline was very important. And I thought that was uh, very important for me in my life. 
And uh, I'll always be grateful that I went to Bacon. And uh, it made me think a lot of myself. And uh, I've done all right. Uh, it's a few minutes. So uh, you, we play in a stadium that has the name Bron Basevich on it. Uh, he certainly is a legendary Ohio figure uh, in stature, but not everybody knows what kind of guy he was uh, as a coach and, and as a mentor to the young men uh, he had come through his program. Uh, tell us about your experience with Coach Basevich. Well, I, you know, if I could point to one person in my life that made a big difference, it would be Coach Basevich because uh, he made me believe in myself. And uh, he was a tough guy to play for. And uh, I just uh, am very thankful we moved here from Boston, Massachusetts when I was 12 years old. And I went to St. Clement. And then when I went to Roger Bacon, I had no idea that uh, I was going to be a, a football player. I just love sports. I played football, basketball, and baseball in grade school. And when I went out for football uh, my freshman year, uh there was, I think, Bacon had like, we had 80 guys on the freshman team. And then my se- my sophomore year, uh, I was asked to come out with the varsity. And uh, it was my first experience with two-a-days in the heat and all that. And it was my first experience with Coach Basevich. And uh, it was uh, quite an experience. I didn't know if I was going to make it. But I stuck it out, and it turned out to be an important part of my life because football has made me believe in myself, and uh, it's helped me uh, be the person that I am. Uh, so last big question here, uh, GCL champion, conference champion at UC, and Grey Cup champion multiple times in Canada uh, for the Rough Riders. You could suit up one more time with your teammates and uh, go back and play uh, one more game with everything on the line. Uh, where are you going to play, and uh, what's the game? Well, my senior year, uh, we uh, were going to play Maslin. They're the number one team in the state of Ohio, and they had won, I don't know, a lot of games in a row. I, th- I don't think they'd been defeated in a couple of years. And we flew up to Canton, Ohio, and took a bus from there to Maslin. They had a stadium with 25,000 people in it. And we uh, ended up uh, losing the game uh, 8 to nothing. And uh, I think we fumbled four or five times. And one time we fumbled on the one-yard line. We had a bad exchange, and uh, we ended up losing the game. But when we when we sang our song at the end of the game, the whole stands uh, stood up and applauded for us. It was it was really something. And then after the game, it's the only time I remember Coach Basevich coming around and patting guys on the back for the effort that we put into the game. Uh, of course, the next morning in the film session. Uh, he wasn't patting us on the back anymore. <laughs> he was telling us what we did wrong and what we needed to improve then. Uh, that seems to be a similar sentiment for everyone I've ever spoken to on the, on that, that team. So, uh, again, for someone I've admired since I was a little kid, fortunate to have grown up uh, around you and uh, admire you. So I want to thank you for spending time with us and uh, for filling the fans in on uh, your time at Roger Bacon. Well, thank you. And, uh, again, I'll never forget my experience at Bacon and, uh, it's a great school, and uh, thank you, Rob. Roger Perdricks, Hall of Fame guy, Hall of Fame family, uh, fortunate to have them around. Still have Michelle at Bacon watching over my daughter now, and uh, that's what makes Bacon so special. So uh, 
It may not require a textbook, but it's filled with valuable lessons. It may not take place in a classroom, but it's an ideal environment for learning. It may not involve a diploma, but it can help prepare Ohio's young people for life. It's high school sports. High school sports can play a critical role in a student's overall education. In fact, studies show that students that participate in high school sports are more likely to enjoy greater levels of achievement in their academic lives. If you think high school sports are only about competition, think again. Better yet, think about attending a high school sporting event in your community. You'll be amazed by what you see. High school sports, a winning part of a complete education. This message presented by the Ohio High School Athletic Association and the Ohio Interscholastic Athletic Administrators Association. Dave Mitchell, Rob Rickenbaugh back here at Kalahari Field in Huron, Ohio. Rob, one of the big questions we had entering tonight's ball game was just what the long bus ride would do to this Roger Bacon squad, and I think we got the answer right away. Nothing. Not a whole lot, especially in the offensive side of the ball where... When all else fails, you can hand it to Corey Kiner, and good things happen. Defense has looked a little bit flat. Some of that credit goes to Huron, who's a very good team, very good offense. Bacon knew they were going to come up and, and face a buzzsaw with a quarterback who could move the ball around, roll out of the pocket. Uh, offense, though, has made up for it, put 20 points on the board. Defense has made a play when they had to, gave up the one touchdown, still only giving up two on the season. It'll be interesting to see here in the second half what happens. Very important, I think, if I'm Coach Blout, that I tell this team, we've got to drive the ball down on this very first drive, put points on the board, run some time off the clock, and give ourselves a nice cushion. You know, obviously this is the best football team we've faced this year. No disrespect intended towards Western Hills or Reading, but this year on team is basically the best team we've faced so far. Very, very well coached, and that's a big part of it here in the high school game. Scheme is very important. Studying film, very important. Adjustments, very important. This team has seen Bacon's film from previous weeks, made great plays from rolling that quarterback out, getting the ball into the flat, taking advantage of that cushion and maybe some confusion in the defensive backfield, to bringing up a guy who's an athlete as an upback on the kickoff. So when Bird pooches it, you have a guy who can return it now versus just falling on it and taking the ball. That was a 20-yard difference to put him at midfield. So uh, you're on a very, very good team, very well coached. Best team we've played all year. And it'll be interesting, as you said, to see just what kind of defensive changes uh, Steve, Steve Sheehan makes for the Spartans in the second half. Yeah, it'll be interesting to see if he doesn't tighten the coverage up a little bit, maybe move to some man coverage a little bit more, especially for those crossing receivers versus the zone where they got caught with their pants down on a few occasions. Also have to get more pressure. That can negate a lot of your issues in the defensive backfield. Bacon has athletes and kids who can make plays, and kids like Ryan Blount back there, uh, they just need to give themselves a chance to make a play. Well, last week in their loss to Sandusky, Terry and Stewart ran for 313 yards rushing and five touchdowns. So far in the first half, unofficially, Corey Kiner against us here on defense has rushed the ball 13 times for 195 yards and three touchdowns, a two-yard and a one-yard rush, and a 20-yard touchdown run. So Kiner got off to a slow start tonight, Rob, but he really picked it up at the end of the first half. It seems like every week we talk about how he gets better as the game goes on, and the more touches he gets, as he gets more comfortable, the kid never seems to get winded. Even on the the long touchdown or the long run he had where he got knocked down at the four, he was the first guy to pop back up and run back to the huddle. Almost like nothing had happened. So 
I expect a heavy dose of Corey Kiner in the second half. Again, you're on gas a little bit last week. Mike Blout's going to make this team stop Corey Kiner. And I don't know what the weather's like down in Cincinnati, but up here on the lake, it is about 70 degrees out here tonight, and the wind is blowing uh, from the east to the west, and it is just a beautiful night for football. Although I had to double-check. My, my phone said 72. I thought it feels like 52. Things were cooling off. Just that lake wind gushing through the stadium, uh, providing a little bit of a chill. So your score here at halftime, it's 20-7. to 7. Roger Bacon on top of Huron by 14 points. The only miscue that they've really had in this first half, Rob, is that missed extra point by Luke Bird. Which we both looked at each other and said that could be costly, but the team that could put points on the board has strong special teams. Having 14 instead of 13 could be big. Again, if I'm Coach Blout, I go in and I come out and say, look, team, we've got to score. We've got to put points on the board right now. Uh, maybe even think about a two-point conversion because we know Euron's going to come out firing. So both teams are out warming up. We'll be back with second-half action from Kalahari Field. I'm Dave Mitchell with Rob Rickenbaugh. Your score at the half, Roger Bacon 20, Huron 7. If I play sports for my school, I learn how to be part of a team. I will have more friends. I will be active now and when I'm a grown-up. I will learn how to work hard. I'll have better attendance. I'll learn how to overcome adversity. I'll be more likely to go to college. I will learn how to get along with others. If I play sports for my school. If I play sports for my school. If I play sports for my school. I must learn to be a good student during school if I want to put on my uniform after school. Ascent Safety Solutions focuses on preventing injuries before they happen. Ascent partners with employers to create a strong safety culture through ongoing safety evaluations, writing, and implementing safety policies and procedures and OSHA-compliant training. Having challenges on the job site? Ascent provides job site inspections, along with temporary and full-time on-site safety staffing across the nation. Ascent Safety Solutions. Together, we can improve lives and reduce claim costs at the same time. Call Tommy Watkins at 513-351-1222. This Roger Bacon Spartans High School football broadcast is made possible by Ed Noen McLeod, Attorneys, The Substation 2 in Florence, Jason Regelsberger, State Farm Insurance, The Lucky Turtle, T-Spot, Window Tint and Audio, Pioneer Auto Service, Borgman Athletics, and Sunday's Pub. Please let these sponsors know you heard their name on Roger Bacon Spartans High School broadcast on UltimateSportsTalk.com. Well, an interesting facet entering the second half of action. Roger Bacon will get the kickoff, and Huron actually decided that they would go ahead and take the wind in the second half, or in the third quarter, excuse me. Of course, it is the second half, but they're taking it to begin the second half in the third quarter, and Got to watch the onside and that little pooch here. Getting ready to kick it off will be Luke Wood. Last time they did this, Fabrizio Vasquez came in to take Wood's place, but not this time. Wood's going to kick it off. He's going to kick it deep over the head of Kiner and into the end zone and through the end zone for the touchback. And Roger Bacon will start first and ten in their own territory. That's a college leg. That was a nice kick. Yeah. 
Had a little help from the wind, but that was a heck of a kick. Wood is a junior, 5'9", 140 pounds. I don't know what kind of a leg Fabrizio Vasquez has. He was supposed to be their number one kicker, but I think I'd stick with Wood. Talked to Henneke's before the game about this offensive line needing to be physical. They need to come out right now, put a little dominance into this thing. See if we can put points on the board. Bullock on first and ten from the 20. Hand off to Kiner. Spins to his right. Gets across the 22 to the 23. Maybe the 24-yard line. They'll give him a gain of about four. And it brings up second down and six. And Kiner well over 200 yards for the second time this season. Of course, only a half game last week. Second down, six yards to go. We've just begun the second half. 20-7, to Roger Bacon on top of it. Out of the pistol, Kiner to the right of Bullock. Handoff goes to Kiner, around the left-hand side, the short side. To the 30, he's got the first down, and he'll be run out of bounds near the 32-yard line. It's a gain of eight on the carry for Corey. And it's a first down for the Spartans. Hasn't been too many plays where we've won run wide, where we haven't made a nice positive gain out of it versus some of that between-the-tackle and off-tackle stuff. Uh, wouldn't be surprised to see them work on the edges a little more. Kiner with to the left of Bullock. Ball on the far hash mark. Trips out to the near side again. A de- heavy dose of Kiner around the right side to the 30. And he's going to be run out of bounds oh, at the flag. 32. And there's the flag. They tackled Kiner a good five yards outside the hash marks in the sideline. Another mental mistake. You know, you've got him. He's, he's well out of bounds. The whistles have blown. you got to let up on that versus taking him down. I know you're excited. You want to put a statement out here on defense, but you just gave up 15 yards. So that'll move it from the 32 out to the 47, and it'll be first down for the Spartans. Out to the 47-yard line, still in their own territory with 11.17 to go in this third quarter. want to thank everybody here at Huron. Steve Carmelo, the AD, and everybody up here been so nice and hospitable to us to come up here tonight and do this game. Just incredible. 20-7. to 7. Roger Bacon on top of it. Bullock audibleizing at the line of scrimmage out of the pistol. Moves Kiner to his right side on the near hash mark. Fake handoff. Throw out in the flat. Complete to Lackey at the 45. And he's going to be driven backwards. Loss of two on the play. That's where his forward progress was stopped at the 45. So a loss of two on the reception. It brings up second and 12. Huron's jumped that route all night. Uh, I don't know that, that Bullock should have made that. Maybe look it off and go to a, a check down. That wasn't there from the get-go, and, and Lackey lucky to hold on to it. By the way, don't forget tomorrow on Ultimate Sports Talk, we'll be bringing you Mount St. Joseph football, 6 o'clock from Moorhead State University in Kentucky, 5 o'clock with the Lions Rewind. On 2nd and 12, Bullock on the option, rolls out to the left, pitches it out to Kiner. Kiner spins away from a couple of tackles, dives forward to the original line of scrimmage. Boy, you talk about making something out of nothing. Kiner should have been trapped for about a 5-yard loss after the pitch out and instead got back to the line of scrimmage, the 45. Kiner just went down. And Kiner is down at about the 42-yard line. Looked like he got up, Rob, but then... Went down after he got up from the tackle. A little bit gimpy. Uh, was going to no, run. No, check that. That isn't Kiner. Is it? No, it is not Kiner. Kiner's in the huddle. I'm I not sure it was who. Kiner. No, it's not Kiner's in the huddle. Not sure who that is down right now. Out on that side, I believe it was Coleman standing up. That might be 
That might be Lackey or Bird laying on his back at about the 45-yard line. They're looking at the left ankle and checking it out there. And now he'll get up. He's up to his haunches, and they're going to walk off. It's going to be, who is that, one of the offensive linemen for Roger Bacon, that being, it looks like it might have been Gunnar Ludwig. Yeah. Again. Having problems again. Well, let's see. There might be some changes again on the offensive line. Interesting play call on third and 12 here. Tebby is going to move to the center position. That's where he's at right now. And dropping back is Bullock. Bullock rolls out to the right. He's going to throw the ball deep upfield. He's got Coleman, but he underthrew him, and it's incomplete. He also had another receiver out there. That was Zuri Edmondson, and Edmondson couldn't come up with it either. A couple good plays on that drive, but it falls apart at the end. Not a, a great drive for Roger Bacon to open the half. So it's fourth down, 12 yards to go. And the Spartans will look to punt the football away with 10.09 remaining in this third period. And put some pressure on the defense here right away in the third quarter. You're on with a lot of offensive momentum. Dropping back his bird, set to punt. Williams and Scroggins back set to return for Huron at about their own 25-yard line. Bird, long snap count. And it's a wide snap from center, but Bird gets it off. It's a high sideways kick. And it'll be taken in by Williams at the 25, and he'll take a knee. Check out Scroggins caught the football at the 25-yard line, and that is where Huron will start first and 10 from their own 25. Drew Sterrett will come out running the offense for the Tigers. They're down by 13 in the ballgame, 20-7 with 10-01 remaining to go in this third quarter. A lot of great plays for this year on offense in the first half. A couple drives that stalled out. See if Coach Sheehan has made some adjustments here for this Roger Bacon D. First and ten for the Tigers from their own 20-yard line. Starrett puts a man in motion. That's Williams to the far side. Hand off to Brown off the left tackle. Brown's going to take it out to the 30 and be stopped right there after a five-yard gain. Good, good tackle by Stan Hart. Five-yard gain on the play. That offensive line still getting some push. See if this defensive line get a little more stout and stop the run. So second down, five yards to go. Now from the 25-yard line, nine and a half and running left in the third. Stare it with Brown to his right on the near hash mark. Hand off to Brown again, right up the middle. Brown's going to take it out to the 34. And he'll be shy of the first down by about a yard. Make it third down and call it a long yard to go for the Tigers. Nine carries tonight for Brown, 59 yards so far. I wouldn't be surprised if I'm Euron to take a shot over the top here on third and short. Knowing you come out on fourth down and you've had success with the running game, pick up that yard. So call it third down and maybe a couple of feet, actually, where they've got it spotted. Ball just over the 39-yard line. Stare it on third and one. Sends Williams in motion to the far side. Starrett's going to throw it out on that wheel route, and it's through the hands of Williams incomplete. He was open, but he just couldn't corral the pass in, and it brings up fourth down and a short yard. This is a big play because I think they're probably confident they can pick this yard up based on their success. Uh, going to put a lot of pressure here on Bacon to uh, see if they can hold him. 
Boy, if they, this is a roll of the dice for Holder. He's bringing in Nate Elder as big back on fourth down. If they turn it over here, the sideline marker's got it third down. The scoreboard's got it fourth down, and I know it's fourth down. Watch the, the quarterback fake. Starrett's going all the way out. They're going to run the, they're going to run the Wildcat. Brown is the quarterback. He's going to keep it right behind Elder, and he's got the first down out of the Wildcat right across the 35 to the 36-yard line. They sent Starrett out wide to the slot and ran the Wildcat. Good play call. Gets just enough for the first down. So Brown gets the first down out to the 37-yard line, first and 10. And Huron keeps the drive alive with 8.35 remaining in the third. Roger Bacon needs a play. They've got some playmakers on the D side of the ball. They need someone to come up here and uh, be a Spartan. Harco Road goes out wide to the right-hand side, dropping back. Starrett, he's going to hand it off to Brown, and Brown gets tackled at the 41-yard line on a nice ankle tackle by Stan Hart. Five-yard gain for Brown. Right now, Huron is getting some good drive off of that offensive line. Good push. Bacon may be a little over-aggressive, getting caught out of position or in the wrong gap on a couple plays, but uh, offensive line impressive for sure. Brown to the left of Starrett. Brown gets the handoff. He's going to be brought down at the 45-yard line. That'll be a gain of three on the carry. And it's third down and three yards to go. And these, these backs remind me a lot of McNicholas as far as being just physical kids who aren't easy to bring down and are good at getting yards after contact. Because Bacon's been there on some plays. They just have, they've made positive gains. Harkle Road goes out wide to the right-hand side. Slot right is Scroggins. Wenis is on the left-hand side. Starrett hands it off to Brown. Brown across midfield and into Roger Bacon territory to the 49-yard line. Gain of seven on the carry and another first down for Huron. Great example there of what we just spoke about. He's behind the line. Stan Harder looked like he had a chance to get him. Uh, doesn't wrap him up tight enough. That guy breaks through, and they got a first down. Same formation. Trips out to the far side. Ball in the near hash mark. Wenis out wide left. Starrett. Now with Wallace in the backfield. Wallace is going to keep it right up the middle, and he takes it down to the 45-yard line of Roger Bacon territory. Now let's wait. Did somebody call a timeout or what? They're putting it right back at the original line of scrimmage. Not sure what happened there. They're going to give him no gain. It looked like Wallace. Maybe a knee down. Could be. No gain on the play for Wallace. That's a big play. You know, look for that flat pass here. Yeah, trips out to the far side. Wallace still the single setback out of the pistol with Starrett. Starrett, handoff to Wallace again up the middle, breaks into the clear to the 40, 35, 30, 25, 20, breaks another tackle, 15, 10, 5, touchdown. Boy, Wallace just ran at 49 yards for a touchdown. And don't look now, Spartan fans, but it is 20 to 13. Spartan's touchdown lead now with 6.23 left to go in this third quarter. Great play, and again, that, that has everything to do with that running back just making a heck of a run, breaking some tackles. Ryan Blount coming up to try to make a play. A little bit of a bad angle, misses the tackle, and he goes in. 
for the touchdown. Wallace, the sophomore, runs it in. 49 yards for the score. Wood in to attempt the extra point. Puts it up, and it is good. 6.23 to go in the third. Your score, Roger Bacon, 20, here on 14. Think about your home. What do you see? Do you just see two stories or the stories of your toddler's first steps? Now think about your car. Do you see an odometer reading or your kids reading in the back seat? Other insurance companies just see a house. They just see a car. But a state farm agent sees what your home and your car really mean to you. So why not give them the protection they deserve? Call agent Eric Geiger at 513-574-0321. White Oaks favorite sports bar. The game on bar and grill is even better. Come check out the UC and Xavier games with $12 buckets ready to go. Daily drink specials and open for lunch and dinner with great food and great service. The game on Sports Bar and Grill is your place for the entire family. With plenty of TVs to watch all the games and fun for all. Follow us on Facebook at Game On! Exclamation point to check out all the latest specials. After the Roger Bacon game, head to the Game On! Sports Bar and Grill at 5880 Cheviot Road in White Oaks. Well, it's been a good one here from Kalahari Field. Next to Cedar Point. And with 6.23 to go in the third quarter, the Roger Bacon lead is now 6.20 to 14. Like we said, Euron was going to come out firing. That first drive was important for Bacon. Kind of get some dominance going. Weren't able to do it, even with 15 yards on a penalty. Now they're, they kind of got their backs to the wall a little bit. Very important to come out here and execute offensively, run some time off the clock, put some points on the board. Tumlin and Coleman back set to return along with Kiner in the middle. Luke Wood will kick it off from his own 40. Roger Bacon going from left to right across your computer screen here in this third quarter. And Wood gets a nice kick that Kiner's going to take in at his 3. To the 5, up the middle of the field, to the 10, to the 15, to the 20. And he's going to be run down and brought down at the 23. Make it the 24-yard line with 6.18 to go in this third quarter. Roger Bacon needs a big play here. The crowd, as the fans can probably hear at home, clearly back into it. Huron has got the momentum. Defense fired up. Offense fired up. Roger Bacon has to take this game over if they want to go home with the victory. Coleman is out of the ball game right now. It looks like he may have twisted an ankle somewhat. And into the contest at the left receiver spot is the backup quarterback, Ryan Halau. Handoff goes to Kiner, right up the middle to the 25, bounces off a tackle, cuts to the left sideline, now back up the middle, still dancing, gets it across the 25 and maybe out to the 26-yard line for a gain of two. And like we said, that defense fired up. This offensive line is going to have to establish some position here better than they did on that play. It's going to be a long quarter. Yeah, old Mr. Moe is on the side of the Tigers right now. Luke Bird out wide to the right. Lackey, slot right. Two receivers out wide to the left-hand side. Looks like Kuhlman's back into the ball game. Hand off to Tumlin on the jet around the near side. Cuts it upfield to the 30, and he's going to be run out of bounds at the 31-yard line. Gain of about five on the carry for Tumlin. Looks like he slowed down a little bit. I don't know why a kid who's played running back doesn't dip that shoulder and try to pick up one or two more yards versus allowing the defender to come up and make contact and stop him. Third and three, Halau is still in the ball game for Kuhlman out wide to the left-hand side. So the Tiger, or the, excuse me, the Spartans are without one of their better receivers on the field now on third and four. Bullock is going to keep it himself. He's going to drive forward across the 32 to the 
33 out to the 35-yard line, and he's got the first down after a gain of four. That's the fourth carry of the night for Bullock for 18 yards. And good play call there where everybody's expecting Corey Kiner to go uh, to the left side. Five minutes and running left to go in the third quarter. 20-14, to 14, Spartans on top of it. Bullock with Kiner to the right. Good snap. Bullock throws it out into the flat, incomplete to Tumlin. Just a, not a good throw by Bullock. Tumlin says he caught the ball, but actually he better be saying he didn't because he would have lost the yard. Yeah, I was going to if you're going to let a ball go through your hands and hit the turf, uh, low or not, that's the one. Rather than take a one-yard loss. So it's second down 10, ball at the 35. Next week is Alter? Alter. At Fairmont High School. Tough game again. Be the third week in a row that Roger Bacon has been on the road. 7 o'clock with the kickoff. We'll be on the air with Spartan Rewind at 6. Second down, 10 yards to go from the 35. Wow. Movement on the offensive line by the Spartans. Looked like Dylan Polk jumped the snap count. When you're driving the ball with the run, that's where Zach Kuhlman's absence isn't as noticed. When you're second and 15, a little more problematic. Ryan Hallow, a good player, a good athlete out of St. Mike. Not a D1 Zach Kuhlman. So Halal is out wide to the left. Not sure what's going on with Kuhlman, but he's out on this series. Looked like he had twisted his ankle on the run back by Kiner. Hand off to Kiner around the left-hand side. Breaks the tackle. Puts his head down. Cuts inside a block. Gets it out to the 35-yard line. Gets the five yards back on the illegal procedure. Out to the 35, and it will bring up third down and 10. A little more manageable third down, but Tyler Bullock's forte has never been third and long be interesting to see at least the wide side of the field is going with the wind uh, what kind of play Mike Kyle dials up for this third down and it feels like it's spitting just a little rain here tonight, Coleman back into the ball game Halau out, Coleman out wide left dropping back Bullock on third and ten throws it out into the right flat, complete to Kiner Kiner to the 40, he's going to cut to the left to the 45, out to midfield and he's got the first down as he is now he's might have coughed up the football. Huron comes away with it saying they've got it, but the side official, the side judge says, nope, they had already blown it, played dead. Kiner, after a 15-yard screen pass, takes it out to midfield, and it's a first down for the Spartans, and you can tell the Tiger fans don't like that call at all. Well, it, it was a good call. And the Spartans are going to run up to the line of scrimmage almost like they don't want a replay. <laughs> And they're going to try to snap the ball as quick as possible. 3.50 remaining to go in this third quarter. Moving in motion to the far side is Lackey. He'll take it on the jet. Cuts around a block by Kiner to the 45 of Huron and brought down there after a five-yard gain. Corey Kiner playing the blocker there. Getting a little contact. Frees Lackey up for a positive gain. Uh, Roger Bacon doing a good job moving the ball. they got to sustain this drive. Clock continues to tick. we got to put points on the board. Second down, five yards to go from the 45 of Huron. 3.20 remaining in the third. 20-14. to 14. Roger Bacon, hand off to Kiner up the middle. He's going to dive forward across the 40 for a first down after a gain of six. I've got him for 19 carries for 220 yards. Not a bad three quarters. That's unofficial. That's just in the range. Somewhere around there. 40-yard line, first and 10 for the Spartans. Like I said, he's a kid who, who doesn't seem to get tired. 
Bullock, as as the game goes. with Kiner to the left on first and ten. Bullock's going to roll out to the right. He's going to tuck it under across the 40 to the 35, backs or backwards, and then dives forward to the 30-yard line. Another first down. A gain of ten and a first down. Your 240-pound quarterback going with a head of steam. Coach Tentman can't be understated what he's done for Tyler Bullock. 2.45 left to go in this third quarter. Ball right in the center of the field at the 30-yard line. First and 10. Hand off to Kiner. Kiner runs to the far side. Cuts it inside the 30. He's going to be run out of bounds at the 26-yard line. Gain of four for Corey. And it brings up second down six. Good positive gain. Again, uh, when we get to the edge, good things seem to happen. Corey Kiner getting stronger as the game goes along. Lackey comes back into the ball game for the Spartans. Kiner to the right side. Bullock, ball on the far hash mark. Bird is out wide to the right-hand side. Lackey, slot right. Dual receivers out to the left-hand side. Bullock, hand off to Kiner. Right up the middle to the 25, to the 20, and down to the 15. That's a gain of 11 for Corey Kiner, and it will be first down for the Spartans at the 15 of Huron. Another good run by Corey. Mike Blount mixing it up a little bit, in and out, moving him around, sending him up uh, up to the line and, and from different angles and, and maybe keeping him on their heels a little bit. Zuri Edmondson into the ball game now. Kiner to the right of Bullock, ball on the far hash mark. Receivers out wide out of the spread. Bullock drops back, now takes it up the middle as he keeps it himself inside the 15 and down to the 12, a gain of three for Tyler. He's alone when he gets going there, and actually they had a chance to bring him down right about the line. He breaks a tackle, falls forward, and picks up three, three and a half yards. Two minutes and counting left in this third quarter. Spartans trying to answer the score of Huron here in the third quarter. It is 20 to 14. Hustling into the ball game is Luke Bird as he was on the sidelines. Now he goes out wide right, Coleman wide left. Kiner to the left of Bullock. Kiner's going to get the handoff to the 10. Struggles forward to the 7 to the 6-yard line. That'll be a gain of about 5 on the carry for Corey and bring up 3rd down and about a yard and a half to go. They can get a 1st down without scoring. 3rd and 1. This is one of those plays that Coach Henneke's lives for. Where you're really going to put it on your offensive line to the yard. 3rd and 1. Bullock, hand off to Kiner, cuts it up the right side, dives into the end zone, touchdown! From five yards out, Kiner takes it in for his fourth score of the night, and with a minute five to go in the third, it is now 26-14 to 14 Spartans. They have answered the touchdown that the Tigers put on the board a few minutes ago. Dave, that reminded me of the play last year we saw up at Shamanad, where he went Reggie Bush from about the five-yard line, diving in. There he goes over the top, Marcus Allen-style touchdown. And the Spartans will go for two. Empty backfield. Bullock rolls out to the right under a heavy rush. Going to throw it into the end zone. It. Is it caught? Touch yes for the two. Complete to Corey Kiner again. Kiner dove for the pass completion. And now what? An illegal man, an illegal substitution... On the field for Huron. So, no, they will not replay it. The two will count. They will knock the penalty off on the kickoff. So, with 59 seconds to go on the third. They may be putting the ball down to redo it. Well, they gave him the two points. 
Why would you try to go for it again? Looked like maybe we had offsetting. All right, they're marking it back. Oh, now, wait a second. The official mar- <laughs> signaled the wrong team. Evidently an illegal man downfield for Roger Bacon. So the two-pointer didn't count, so now it's back to the seven. Bullock's going to drop back on the two-point conversion, throw it into the end zone, and it is incomplete to Zach Coleman. So the two-point conversion fails, and with 59 seconds to go in the third quarter, your score is now Roger Bacon 26 here on 14. At Jake's Wind Chevrolet, our deals are hot, hot, hot. Buy new roads with Chevy Malibu and save up to $5,000. With our zero-deductible lifetime mechanical protection, we're leading the way. At Jake's Wind Chevrolet. Need your car fixed and have no idea where to go? Stay local. Take your vehicle to Matt Vollmer at Pioneer Automotive in Green Hills on 48 Eswin Street. Matt's customers like their prompt, reliable service at a price you can afford. In fact, most customers refer Matt Vollmer at Pioneer Automotive to their friends and family. Simply put, he runs his business the way all auto service centers should be, with integrity. Pioneer Automotive, they get the job done right. Pioneer Automotive, located at 48 Eswin Street. Call them at 513-851-5131. Well, the two-point conversion fails back here at Kalahari Field. 59 seconds to go in the third. And the Spartans have extended their lead to 26-14. Yeah, that, that penalty is really costly. Drops you back. Not really a chance to kick it with the wind the way it is and bird's leg strength and accuracy. A little questionable on a normal night with this gusty wind. Probably good to roll the dice, but Bacon with a very successful drive. Time off the clock, points on the board, but that defense is going to have to come out and make a play for us to go away with a W, Dave. So Luke Bird will kick it off. Williams back set to return, and it's another squibber by Bird. It will be taken in by one of the upbacks. That is Christian Caparini. Caparini is going to take it back across the 45 and be run out of bounds near the 50-yard line. Yeah, that's identical to where we're here in the the second quarter looking at the same kind of arrangement. Uh, They bring those guys up. they got to recognize that if you're bird and you got to know where you're kicking it. So they will mark the football at the 45-yard line. Say he skipped out of bounds there. So it's first and ten for Huron, and they've got 53 seconds to work with the wind. Now the wind seems to be crossing from the Roger Bacon sideline right into our faces here on the Huron sideline up in the press box. I question giving them this field position, though, time and time again on the kickoff. Starrett out of the shotgun, drops back, looks over the middle. He's going to throw it over the middle, and it is complete. Nice sliding catch by Corey Williams at the 40-yard line in Roger Bacon territory. Great catch, sliding. You know, Mike Blatt was worried. You know, this guy can throw it to a lot of different receivers. Like I said, this defense is going to have to step up or you're going to be in a shootout. Joe Wallace in at the running back spot now for Nate Elder. Trips out to the far side. Clock running, 35 seconds left in the third. Stare it. Hand off to Wallace. Wallace hit behind the line and dropped. Oh, what a nice job of penetrating by James Thompson to come in and make the tackle. The guy who's built himself up to a D1 recruit, he's got programs in the Big Ten looking at him, sliding off the edge there to uh, wrap him up in the backfield, sure-handed tackle by Mr. Thompson. The Jet, as the grandma calls him. Second down 12. 
We're under 10 seconds, 5 seconds now in the third quarter. Wallace to the left of Sterrett. He'll get the play clock off before the end of the third quarter. Rolls out to the right, throws it complete to Scroggins. Scroggins at the 35-yard line and dropped there after a 7-yard completion. It will be third down. And that is the end of the third quarter of play. As we head to the final quarter of action from Huron, your score is now Roger Bacon 26, Huron 14. Substation 2 has been bringing Florence the freshest food at the lowest prices since 1981. You've tried the rest, now come taste the best fresh sliced sub sandwiches anywhere. Substation 2 was voted the best sub sandwich in Northern Kentucky by Northern Kentucky Magazine in 2016. Let Substation 2 cater your next event. Give them a call at 859-371-9490 or come visit them at 7905 Dream Street in Florence. Substation 2, quality at a price you can afford. The Lucky Turtle is located in Finneytown on 8621 Winton Road next to Arby's. With 23 taps of rotating crafts and local beers, plus a large selection of other fine spirits, the Lucky Turtle has weekly events, including live music, final night on Tuesdays, and trivia on Thursdays. They offer great food options from empanadas, a key, or you can bring in your own food. The Lucky Turtle is very accommodating for parties and events, so stop in for a relaxing, no-frills good time. The Lucky Turtle, owned by Frank Cena, Roger Bacon, class of 19. So it will be third down and five yards to go for Huron at the Roger Bacon 35-yard line as we open up the fourth and final quarter to play. Huron going from left to right across your computer screen. Starrett with Joey Brown in the backfield now. Moves a man in motion. That's Williams to the near side. He's going to keep it himself. Starrett is going to cut it inside the 30, dive forward. He has got the first down after a gain of six on a sweep right by Drew Starrett. You, you can't come up tentative there as Roger Bacon's defense did. He's running with a full head of steam. You've got to match that and bring him down when you have a chance. First down for Huron. The Tigers have it at the 29 of Roger Bacon. Going out wide to the right-hand side is Harkle Road. Wide to the... Left-hand side, now handoff up the middle goes to Joey Brown, and Brown is going to be hit by Stan Hart and dropped at the 24-yard line of Roger Bacon after a gain of five. Another good physical run, though. Gets the contact near the line of scrimmage and is able to, to drag those guys forward. Uh, Roger Bacon going to be more stout than that. I wonder if Sam Holer right now is kicking himself for not going with the running game sooner against the Spartans and disdaining the passing attack that he tried to establish in the first quarter. Bacon's been good against the run this year, at least on film. Brown to the right of Starrett. He's going to throw it over the middle, and it is complete to Drew Wenis and dropped right at the 12-yard line of Roger Bacon. A 12-yard play and a first down for the Tigers with 11 minutes to go in the game. That's easy. If, if you've got a 10-yard cushion and you run an 8-yard slant, that's going to be open every time. Yeah, the corners have got to come up and play a little closer when they get down. The opposing team gets down into the red zone. Starrett with Brown to the left of him. Ball in the near hash mark. Receivers out wide on both sides. Starrett drops straight back. Looks into the end zone. Now rolls out to the right. He's going to throw it on the run. And it is complete on a nice catch by Corey Williams and run out of bounds at the 7-yard line. And a flag is thrown. And let, let's see what the late hit. I think late hit on the quarterback. No, on uh, Tumlin running him out of bounds. 
the officials are going to talk it over, and now it, it will be a dead ball personal foul against Roger Bacon, and that will mark it off half the distance to the goal line down to about the three-yard line of Roger Bacon. Which is interesting because I thought Dylan Polk was blocked in the back to start that play. That's what sprung it. 10.39 remaining to go in the ball game. Huron knocking at the Spartans' door on first and goal from the three. Keeping it is Johnson, or is Brown, and Brown is going to be held up and stopped shy of the goal line at the one-yard line. Joey Brown took it two yards, but he couldn't get that final third yard to get it into the end zone. And it brings up second and goal from the one of the Spartans. Doesn't the clock have to continue to go here? 10.33. Yeah, the clock has stopped for some reason. First down, I guess. They got a, I guess they no, got that was a, that was a first down before that on the... Yeah, now the officials are signaling for the Home clock cooking. to start. And out of the Wildcat, Brown's going to keep it again. He's going to get close to the end zone, dives forward. Is he in? No, they stopped him again, just shy of the goal line. Boy, that defensive front for Roger Bacon is really, really doing a great job. And now what do we got? Somebody's down on the field. Looks like Mikhail Carson, and his helmet is off. And he's got to come out of the ball game now, that's, and he will. That's big on a third and goal so it's third and goal from the one the Spartans defense has come out big on first and goal from still two down territory got to yep. stay stout here spread offense Nate Elder in the backfield with Starrett ball in the near hash mark Starrett's going to keep it himself he's going to be stacked up is he in no he is not in again he is shy of the goal line by about a foot, and it'll bring up fourth and goal. Wow. And now it'll bring up fourth down and goal, ball inside the one. What a stand by the Spartans defense. Number 17 Brown, back in here. Brown is the wildcat. Elder to the right of him. Stare at the quarterback. Goes out wide left. Brown out of the Wildcat. And the shotgun. Movement on the line. And they're going to get Roger Bacon for jumping off sides. But when you're inside the one, another six inches. It'll be off sides against Roger Bacon. It's still fourth down. That just moves it about six inches closer to the goal line. That could be a lot down here. <laughs> it could be... Got to get amount. push here. Got to give those linebackers a chance to come up and make a play. Huron will huddle. Fourth and goal from inside the one. Stare it again out wide to the left. It is Elder and Brown out of the Wildcat in the backfield. Snap comes to Brown. He's going to dive forward into the end zone. Touchdown. He got a running start and that time found a crease off the right guard and took it in for the score. And with 8.55 remaining in this ball game, it is now 26-20. The Spartans lead it by six, and the Spartans have a player down in the end zone. Boy, they stood strong for three plays, and even Brown, when he got into the end zone on that fourth and goal, didn't get in by very much. Hard to stop a team first and goal. 
four straight plays. You see it done occasionally, but the way that they've been running the ball tonight, the push of the offensive line is getting... It was going to be difficult either way. Bacon make a valiant effort. Now it's back on the offense to answer. That's James Thompson who was down in the end zone, and but he's up on his own feet and walking off under his own power. So Luke Wood will come in to attempt the extra point. Try to draw the Tigers to within five. And here we are with those extra miscues. points. Those miscues on a special team. So 8.55 remaining to go. Starrett is the holder. Luke Wood is the kicker. This is to bring here on to within five. Good snap. Wood kicks it. It is up, and it is good. 8.55 to go in the game. Your score, it's now Roger Bacon, 26, here on 21. Hey, it's Mal Egger. Well, let me ask you a question. What do you know about your insurance? Chances are you know how much you pay for it, but do you really know what your coverage is? Chances are you don't, and that's because most insurance companies don't go out of their way to make sure you understand what you're buying. That's why RJL is different. They design insurance programs that they monitor continually, and they make sure they adapt your coverage as your life changes. Call RJL Insurance today. Obtain a quote from Rob, Jared, or Kevin at 513-322-5637. Hi, this is Tim with Stacy Heating and Air Solutions. We know how important heating and cooling your home can be to you. Here at Stacy Heating and Air, we aim to please at a price that can't be beat. Being a locally owned and operated company, we have gained a reputation because of the satisfaction of our customers. Don't pay high prices for mediocre service when you will get the best with us for less. Call me today at 513-367-HEAT or visit us on the web at stacyheatingandair.com. That's stacyheatingandair.com. Well, Rob, with 8 minutes and 55 seconds remaining to go in this one, the Spartans are going to need a good offensive performance here on this drive. Just like the last drive we spoke about, need to come out, execute, good play calling, get some push on the line, kill some clock, put the ball in the end zone. Keep that much closer to a win. Kiner deep to return this one from Wood. Wood's going to kick it off deep. And Kiner's going to take it in at his 7, running towards the left sideline. Now cuts it back to the 15, to the middle of the field, to the 20, and tripped up and brought down at the 25-yard line. Good open field tackle by Max Church, a senior, 180-pounder. Kiner still hasn't gotten up. Now he's okay, and he'll get up. And Roger Bacon will start first and 10 from their own 25. Mike Blount really did a great job on that last drive, mixing up some play calling throwing some wrinkles in there that, that hadn't been seen in the first half. Got to continue that here. Again, very important we respond. Spartans on top of it by 5. 26-21. Trips out to the far side. Bullock with Kiner to the left of him. Dropping back. Now Bullock hands it off to Kiner. Kiner off the left side. Strips the tackle. No, that's Keontae Deer. Excuse me. Deer picked up three. Now runs backwards. And he's going to be caught behind the line of scrimmage and dropped at about the 23-yard line. And that, that's not Keontae's game. Reversing field. Well, I think Keontae's going to get a gift there because they're going to put him right back at the original line of scrimmage for no gain. He's shifty, but he's not fast. He's got to go north-south. He can't go east-west. And now Deer is out. Kiner is back in. He's to the left of Bullock. 
Trips to the far side, handoff to Kiner. Kiner's going to run it the wide right, now cuts it back to the middle of the field and strings it out to the 30-yard line. A gain of five for Corey. It brings up third and five. Big play call coming up for Mike Blount. Third and five. Some momentum back on the Huron side. First down here will go a long way. Coleman's going to come out wide to the left. Zach Bird is wide right. Spartans looking over the sideline to Mike Blout for the call. Play clock is down to 10. Bullock looks at it. Kiner to his right. Five on the play clock. Now Bullock drops back. He's going to keep it himself. Runs it right up the middle. He's going to be stacked up at the 33 and dropped right there. Maybe got to the 34. Whatever it is, it'll be fourth down and call it about a yard, maybe two yards to go. He had to hesitate there for a second because Kiner was coming across him on the fake. Not a fast guy as it is. Struggled to... Uh... It's going to be fourth down in a yard, Rob. And Mike Blout is looking at it, and the Spartan offense is staying on the field. They're going to go for it. Boy, this is really rolling the dice for the Spartans on fourth down in a yard in their own territory at the 34 with under seven minutes and running. Bullock sends Tumlin in motion to the far side. Now looks back over two seconds on the play clock, and now the Spartans will use a timeout. We will also. 6.49 to go in the ball game. Big fourth down play coming up for the Spartans. Your score, Roger Bacon 26 here on 21. Great food and a fun atmosphere. Join your old friends and new at Sunday's Pub on 8582 Winton Road in Finneytown. The month of October marks the 10th anniversary for Sundays, and they're celebrating. On Mondays is server night. All domestic beers are $1.50. Stop in on Fridays before the game starting at 4 for free appetizers. And when the Bengals are on the road, join Sundays for a Bengals potluck party. See the Bengals on the big screens at Sundays. Your taste buds will water when you walk into Sunday's Pub. Sunday's Pub, 8582 Winton Road in Finneytown. Well, the first thing I looked for is where was Luke Bird in this formation, and he's out wide right. So the Spartans, after their first timeout, are going to go for it on fourth and one, or at least maybe try to draw an offsides. But if they were going to do that, why would they have even taken the yeah. timeout? And you can't use another timeout. You've got to go here probably. Bullock now barking out. He's going to go under center first time. He's going to keep it off the right side. Push forward he's by Kiner. He's got the first down out to the 36-yard line. If you're going to do it, do it Roethlisberger style. Get the ball, not that you want to say that this close to Cleveland. You get the ball on the snap with your 240-pound quarterback, and you just let him move the pile. And, Rob, correct me if I'm wrong, but I think that's the first time Bullock's been under center all year. And it's about time. So Tyler picks up the first down. It's first and ten for the Spartans at the 36 in their own territory. Clock running under six and a half left to go. Bullock, hand off to Kiner. Kiner right up the middle. Gets hit at the 40. Cuts it to the near side. To the 45. To the 50. Spins, and he's going to be brought down right at midfield. 12-yard pickup for Corey Kiner. Boy, he's been doing a lot of dancing and spinning tonight. He might be a ne the next qualifier on Dancing with the Stars. Great run. Again, he's hard to bring down. He's got things you can't coach, which is why he's a Division One prospect is, is just a sophomore. Big and strong, got some wiggle, got some speed. 6.20 and running, left to go in the ball game. Roger Bacon with a five-point lead, 26-21, on the road in northern Ohio. Kiner to the left of Bullock, ball on the near hash mark. Bullock looking over the defense on first and ten, running the option to the right. He's going to be hit and dropped behind the line, loss of a yard. 
There was nothing he could do on that play. The defense had penetrated so far in, he had to tuck it under and get what he could. Well, what would have been a great play call there was for him to pull that back for a pass because they're overcommitting now on those options and bringing the house. And uh, you had Kuhlman out there on an island. If Bullock takes a step back, he might have him in stride. Bullock on second down and 11 from their own 49-yard line. Need to get into here on territory inside the 40 for a first down. Hand off to Kiner. Kiner at midfield. Struggles forward for another three yards down to the 47. So a gain of, call it three on the carry for Corey. And it is third down and seven yards to go. Again, two down territory for Roger Bacon. If they can get close here, whether it be an out, Tumlin, I thought when Tumlin came around before, that would have been a great time for a direct snap. Uh, or again, Corey Kiner maybe to the outside here on the wide side of the field. Coleman out wide to the left. Tumlin, slot left. Two receivers out wide to the right. Kiner on the right side of Bullock. Hand off to Kiner right up the middle. Fumble on the play and Huron got on it. Oh, not a good time. Bullock, he put it right into the belly of Kiner. Then it looked like he was going to pull it out and run the bootleg around the right side. And the fight for the football, Huron comes up with it. And they've got it first and ten at the Spartans' 48-yard line. The one thing we couldn't have there was a, a mental mistake and a turnover. Bullock puts it on the carpet there with a little miscue on the exchange. Now putting the pressure on the defense to hold the lead. Now the defense, like you said, all the pressure in the world on them with 4.44 left to go. Brown comes out slot right, empty backfield out of the shotgun. Stare it, looking things over, drops back. He's going to throw it over the middle, and it is complete to Wenis. And Wenis is going to be near a first down inside the 40 to the 39-yard line. Wenis with a catch, makes it nine on the reception, and it'll be second down and a yard from the 39 of Roger Bacon. And again, Roger Bacon has playmakers. They need someone to come up and make a big Spartan play here. Four minutes left. Parkle Road comes out wide to the right-hand side. Scroggins slot right. Williams out wide left. Hand off to Brown. Brown is going to pick up the first down and dive forward for a couple of more. Down to the 36-yard line of Roger Bacon. And a first down for the Tigers at the 36 of the Spartans. He's got 86 yards rushing tonight on 16 carries unofficially. That's Joey Brown. Nate Elder's only carried the ball one time tonight. That's for two, but he's been in a few times, mainly out of the Wildcats. Stare at empty backfield onto the shotgun. Drops straight back, looks over the middle, now rolls out to the right. He's going to tuck it under, keep it himself to the 35-30, 25-20, and he's going to be run out of bounds and drop at the 19-yard line. Taken out of bounds by Zach Coleman. They'll say he was run out of bounds at the 20. Nonetheless... After a 16-yard run by Sterrett, it's first and 10 for the Tigers at the 20-yard line. And Dave, this is going to sound a little What crazy. did they just call? And a sideline warning? Sideline warning called against Huron. I'm sorry. Well, we can do it after this play. Harkle Road goes out wide to the left-hand side. First and 10 for Huron at the Bacon... 20-yard line, three and a half, left to go. Williams in motion to the near side. Shotgun to Starrett. Starrett's going to run it to the 15-yard line on the near side. 
and they kept him in bounds, so the clock continues to run. A gain of five for Sterrett. What I was going to say is it's not crazy. They're having trouble stopping this team. That It's not such a bad thing if they were to score quickly because Roger Bacon's going to need time to drive the field in, on a windy night like tonight. Three minutes to go in the ball game and running. We're under three now. 26-21. Brown to the right of Sterrett. Ball at the 15-yard line of Roger Bacon, second and five. Sterrett drops back, looks into the end zone. He's going to tuck it under to the 10. Gets a block to the five. Dives to the corner of the end zone, and he is not in. He'll be out of bounds at the two. 2.43 left to go. Sterrett, the best thing that happened there was he ran out of bounds. Stop the clock. They're going to put him down at the one-yard line. Well, you got to be thinking about the clock here on a windy night. I'm not so sure you don't let him score and take your chances versus letting the clock run out like the last goal line stand. Two and a half left. Well, he didn't get out of bounds. The clock starts now. 2.27 and running, left to go. Elder into the ball game, out of the Wildcat. Brown's going to take the snap. He's going to keep it himself. He's going to take it into the end zone, and he's in for the score. And Huron now has taken a one-point lead at 27-26 to 26, with 2.17 left to go in the ball game. And now Huron will go for two. They lead it by one, 27-26. Two would make a field goal imperative for the Spartans. So you might as well go for two here because one or two, it doesn't matter. Stare it now with Brown to the right of him. Ball at the three-yard line for the two-point conversion. Stare it, rolls out right, looks into the corner of the end zone. He's got a receiver. That, I'm going to tell you right now, that should be out of bounds, and it is. It does not count. I was watching that receiver, Harkleford, the whole way, and he stepped out of bounds well before he ever caught the ball. So with 2.17 to go in the ball game, the two-point conversion fails. Your score now, Huron leads it 27-26. to Do you hate that feeling when you get in your car and the sun hits you directly in the eyes? Call T-Spot Window Tinting and Audio at 4671 Industry Drive in Fairfield. And if your audio system makes you feel sad and grumpy, T-Spot can set you up nicely with a new system that puts you in the middle of the music. Call 513-829-2530. T-Spot Window Tinting and Audio has a vast depth of knowledge and provides genuine, reasonable, meticulous work. Let us help. T-Spot Window Tinting and Audio at 4671 Industry Drive in Fairfield. Call 513-829-2530. Since 1969, Vonderhaar's Catering has provided services for social and corporate events, private gatherings, reunions, company outings, and wedding receptions. Vonderhaar's will help you customize a menu for all types of events and clients with personal attention and excellent quality food and service. Let Vonderhaar's Catering make your event memorable with quality food and complete professional staffing. Vonderhaar's Catering, selected as one of the five preferred caterers at the newly renovated Music Hall. Before you finalize your menu, call Vonderhaar's Catering. 513-554-1969 The Jake Swinney Chrysler Summer Clearance Event deals are hot, hot, hot Like new minivans Save up to $8,000 Eight grand, including lifetime mechanical protection Where? Jake Sweeney Chrysler, Tri-County Well, Luke Wood will tee it up and kick it off 
Roger Bacon has got two timeouts left with 2.17 to go in the ballgame. They are down by a point now at 27-26, and the wind just blew the ball off the tee. So Wood will get one more opportunity to tee it up. And if it falls off this time, he's got to bring somebody in to hold it for him. Wood now steps it off, and he will kick it off. Corey Kiner in the center of the field, set to return. And Wood is going to kick it deep against the wind, and it'll be taken in by Keontae Deer at the 12. Cuts it to the near side, to the 20, to the 25, to the 30, and out to the 34-yard line. Good field position for the Spartans after a nice run back by Keontae Deer. They'll start at first and 10 at their own 34. 2-11, a lot of time, even if you're going to run the ball up the field heavily, which they're going to do, but the offensive line has got to get push here, give a little bit more room for Corey, Keontae, to make a play happen. We know they can do it, but you've got to give them a chance. Spartans looking to take the four-hour bus ride home with a happy one. A lot of confusion on the offensive side for the Spartans now. But they finally get into their formation. Bullock on the near side with Kiner to his left. 2.10 left to go. Bullock rolls out. He's going to cut the ball right up the middle, keep it himself across the 35 out to the 36-yard line. And you can't have a play where you send three guys against your own line and you get that much pressure. As the clock ticks, Roger Bacon has to make something happen here. He's got to start up front. Ball at the 36-yard line. Bullock looks things over. Kiner to the left. Ball in the center of the field. Bullock hand off to Kiner. Kiner around the right side. Cuts it to the 40. Now cuts to the sideline. To the 45, he'll be run out of bounds near a first down. They'll say he stepped out at, well, where? The 39-yard line? That's where he'll step out at. An 11-yard gain for Corey and a first down. And again, you got to go with what works here. Positive play, aggressive defense. He gets outside and he goes for about 12. 129 and running. Left to go. Now, for some reason, the clock has stopped. Well, he ran out of bounds, but the clock continued to run for a while. Kiner around the right side. He's going to be horse-collared and brought down, and there's the flag. They had him up around the neck. They might have even got into the face mask, and that's going to be a big penalty because there is no doubt they brought him down, and that was a vicious tackle. And that's a break because the the right tackle there completely misses the block, gives full penetration to that end. Would have been a loss. And let's see what they do call. Going to be personal foul. Horse collar tackle against Huron, and that will give Roger Bacon some needed yardage. 121 left to go in the ball game. It'll take it into Huron territory and be marked at the 43-yard line. They're giving him a chance. We gotta see if we can do something. Win to the Spartans back in case they want to try a field goal with Luke Bird. Bird out wide right, Coleman wide left. Two set backfield again for the Spartans. Bullock dropping back. He's gonna cut, he's got a lot of room. Cuts it up the middle to the 40, cuts it to the 35 to the 30, dives forward inside the 30, down to the 29 yard line. Bullock showing a lot of patience there. Defense runs up around the line. They create a little bit of a lane, and he can run right up the middle. 105 to go in the ball game and running. Kiner to the right of Bullock. Ball at the 30 is where they'll spot it. Trips to the near side. Bullock running the option. Flips it out to Ryan Halau. Halau looks up the field. He's going to be dropped behind the line of scrimmage back to the 37-yard line. Trick play dialed up. Halau, the backup quarterback, 
looking to do a, a kind of reverse pass. Not a great play call when you have all that momentum and you're driving the field, putting your offense in the spot here. 49 seconds to go in the ballgame. Timeout taken by Roger Bacon. We'll take one also. When we come back, the Spartans will have it. Second down and call it a long 17 from the Huron 38-yard line. Timeout, your score. Huron 27, Roger Bacon 26. Spartan fans, do you need legal help? Someone you can trust with years of experience? Don't wait any longer. Pick up the phone and call Ed Nolan McLeod. With 35 years of collection law experience in both Ohio and Kentucky, Nolan McLeod have handled all types of collection matters, including consumer, retail, and commercial claims. If you need help with your past due accounts, utilize a local attorney with the ability to collect your money. Then call Nolan McLeod at 513-381-7333. Put the odds in your favor. Nolan McLeod, a strong supporter of Roger Bacon Athletics. One timeout left for the Spartans. It is second down, 17. Bullock's dropped straight back. He's going to throw the ball over the middle. Incomplete, almost intercepted by Scroggins. That'll bring up third and 17 for the Spartans from their from the Huron 37. That's a tough throw. I don't know that he had any window to even try to get that ball in there, and he forces it. 46 seconds to go in the game. 27-26 Huron. Trips to the far side. Bullock with Kiner to the left. One timeout left. Fake handoff. Bullock. He's going to throw the ball up the right side, and it is incomplete to Luke Bird. Boy, a great defensive play by Bryce Van Vera. Van Vera came over and knocked the ball away, and here's your ball game. Fourth and 17 from the Huron 37. It's fourth down, 17 yards to go. Bullock with Kiner to the left, 40 seconds left. They throw it up for Kuhlman here and see if he can make a play. Dropping back Bullock, heavy rush, throws the screen, and it is over the head of Kiner and incomplete, and that'll be the ball game. Bullock was under a heavy rush, and he got hit as he threw, and it went right over the head of Corey Kiner and incomplete. You know, Roger Perdricks talked at halftime about traveling to give one away. You can't help but think Roger Bacon did that tonight. They have been in control of this game, and Huron just hung in there, hung in there, hung in there. And despite the 278 yards rushing by Corey Kiner on 27 carries, Roger Bacon is going to be dealt their first loss of the year heading into Alter next week. Victory formation put in play by Huron. And we talked about that extra point. Coming back to Hanum. And it did. Starrett takes the snap. He'll take a knee. And the clock now at 30 seconds and running. And Huron probably will have to take one more snap, and that'll be it. Now, maybe not. They're not even going to spot the ball, and the players are going to congratulate each other. That's going to do it here tonight. Boy, what a disappointing ending to a game where the Spartans were in the lead for the entire contest. Nine seconds to go, and that'll do it here from Kalahari Field. Your final score here tonight. Huron comes from behind and beats the Roger Bacon Spartans by a final score of 27 to 26. We'll be back to wrap things up from Kalahari Field after this timeout. Are you ready to have fun and get in shape? This is Kelly at Transform You Fitness. At Transform You Fitness, we make you smile while working off the stress of the day. Our training sessions are custom built to fit your needs, not someone else's. 
At Transform You Fitness, we're fully dedicated to helping you achieve your fitness goals. Check us out at 4865 Duck Creek Road or call us and get a seven-day tryout. Everything starts with a vision. We help you get there. Transform You Fitness. Call me today at 513-645-3294.